Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the next edition of Soap Dish Sound Style. I am your host this week, Tony Ann. And with me this week, I've got Dylan, Ariat, and Nick. Say hello, everybody. Hey, everybody. Hey, y'all. Our fearless leader, Michael, has the week off, so it'll just be us delving into all of the crazy shenanigans that were in Salem this week. Uh, For once, we actually do have some news. It's been a minute since we had some news. So let us jump in with our Salem Spectator special report. Uh, First things first, October 25th, so this coming Monday, uh, Days will air an episode to honor James Reynolds' 40th anniversary. We will get a sort of ghostly appearance from Lexi and hopefully flashbacks galore. Are we excited? Because I'm excited. Yeah, I'm really excited. Super excited. I'm so excited. And I'm happy that they somehow are getting Lexi back as a ghost, like ghostly guide or wherever she's going to be. I know a lot of people were like worried about how they were going to do this. If you remember when Will was flatlining and he saw Caroline in the pub, I think that's kind of what we're going to get in terms of how we get Lexi. Yeah, I can can see that happening, like having someone step in as a quote-unquote body double, but you're not seeing the face. I'm pretty sure. They're gonna do it, and like I'm a little bummed we couldn't get Renee, but I totally understand, and I'm just really happy that they're giving James his flowers and celebrating him now while he's you know still doing good work, still here, still you know able to yeah. enjoy it. Like just and, give him his things because he he deserves them and he's amazing. And they don't normally do anniversary episodes. Like we've gotten anniversary shout outs. Like we got the shout out for Lauren Coslo um, on her 25th uh, earlier this year when that happened back in April. But um, we haven't actually had full episodes devoted to a character specifically for their anniversary. And I don't even know how long. So I'm really excited it's been a while. that they chose to do this. Yeah, uh, it's... It shows how much they value James. It shows how much they value Abe. And I'm really excited to see this episode. And I'm hoping that it will give James his second Emmy. If this doesn't, I'm sure the storyline coming out of this will. Yeah, it's nice to have plenty of material to choose from this year. Yeah. Um, I'm just, because I was worried. We all know I was worried. I think we all were. When the spoilers first came, I'm like, this is what you're going to do on his anniversary. It pissed me off. Um, But I've slowly come around to the Lonnie story. I love the fact that they're celebrating him. Um, Like you said, they don't do this often with like whole episodes. They might like give us moments or scenes like within the episode overall. But I don't remember the last time they've done an entire episode for one specific character on their anniversary. And because I don't even count the thing that that they did for um, Doug's anniversary for Bill Hayes' 50th. I don't count that because there was other stuff that aired yeah, in the episode. Uh, and I, I know God. we're going to have John. <laughs> I know we're going to have John versus the devil on Monday as well. But that's literally going to be the only thing that airs opposite all of the Abe stuff. Okay. So 90% of the episode will be centered on him. And I'm I don't. Looking, I'm looking forward to the flashbacks. 
Oh, oh I know. And can, can we talk about like, cause they, they, they showed it in the promo. Can we talk about the fact that he's in the garden where Lexi died? That the place where he has to choose to cross over is the oh. garden where Lexi oh. died. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like instant chills and instant Sorry. tears. We are going to be a mess. They have not sponsored an episode by Kleenex since the goodbye episode to JT back in 2001. They need to bring that sponsorship back because we are all going to be a blubbering mess on Monday. (laughs) It's a well-deserved tribute episode for James and Abe. And I cannot wait to see it. I'm so excited. I'm excited. And later that same week, Cameron Johnson returns as Theo to support his dad, which I'm very happy about. We knew he was coming back for the wedding, thanks to the fall promo, but I'm very happy that they brought him back a few weeks early to have him here to support his dad through his injury. Same. He's needed for this, and I'm so glad. I'm glad that he's, he's back for this. He's coming back. I kind of wish it would have. It was a bit earlier for the tribute episode but it is what it is so i get it like but i i wish he was there for this tribute episode too and i kind of wish john was going to be part of the tribute too like i know he's going to air and he's going to be battling the devil but i kind of wish he was there for the a part too i'm not gonna lie it feels a little weird that he's not i I mean I, i was hoping I'm honestly hoping we get a lot of, I was hoping for John. I'm also hoping we get a lot of Roman because those have been yeah. like Abe's foundational like friendships. You know, yeah. like John, Roman, Marlena. Like I want, oh, Marlena, yikes. <laughs> when, when Marlena is Marlena, the Abe right. Marlena relationship is so beautiful. And like some, like what are some of the flashbacks that we want to see? in hmm. the episode like if you could pick a moment what moment would you pick I honestly because I don't think anyone has it I've seen people do like I've seen people posting like early Abe stuff but I've I don't think anyone has like his first scene I want to see like his first actually um yeah he, he he said what his first line was in the interview he did with soap opera digest i'm hoping that they drop an app segment on monday so that at least if we don't get a flashback within the episode on monday the app segment should show his first scene yeah i would, li- I would like to see his first scene honestly what's show- like popping into my mind is a lot of the 90s stuff um I'm trying to think. Like, I, I would love for them to flash back to, like, uh, there's a scene that Abe and Marlena have. I think, I don't know if it's after Roman actually died in 84 or he fake died in the house explosion, but there's a scene that they have when they think Roman is dead. Marlena and Abe have this really sweet scene that literally makes me cry every time I watch it. So I want to see that. Um I would love to see uh, oh, I will him and, oh, and baby Theo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say that. And Brandon. Yeah. yeah. Of yeah. course, Lexi likes him, his scenes with Lexi, but I really, I think it was just as Brandon was leaving, but there were a few scenes that I really loved. Um, I, 
the first scene that popped popped into my head was Zach's christening, but that was more Alex, like Alexi. Yeah, that was more Alexi moment. But there there was a moment that they had um, where like. It was there was a moment they they had a lot of moments in that story after the truth came out. Um, I also want them to. There was a moment that he had when Zach died, like they there was a moment where you could see him grieving because that was his son, and oh, just so many moments you could really think of. And I'm just so excited! I can't wait to see how they do this, what they do. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Like, uh, you already know you're going to cry. Oh, 100%. I have no idea how I'm going to be a functioning human through the second half of that episode. Because, like, when days airs for me, the first half I'm on lunch. The second half I actually have to work through. I don't know how that's going to go, but we'll see. When I, like, the part of um, the promo that really got to me was when um, when we saw Abe in the garden and then Lonnie. Oh. And Lonnie kissing his forehead, I was like, oh, oh yeah. this is, I'm going to be a mess. Um, on- correct me if I'm wrong, but when Theo was shot, didn't she do the same thing to Theo? I think so. I'm not sure, but. Yeah, I think I remember that. I think I think I remember that making it into a promo. Or yeah. <gasps> oh, my God. The lip. Oh my god, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be able to control my emotions tomorrow. Nope, we're all we're all going to be a giant blubbering mess. Uh we are going to be all in the fields. Mm. Um and I'm kind of really excited because nobody can get you in your heart quite like Days can. There's just something about the show in general that when they lean into the emotions and the family on this show always hits different than when any other soap does it for me yeah Same. and so now we go from the emotional to the kind of creepy and i only put this on there on the outline because i'm 95 percent sure that it's true uh i saw a rumor on facebook that uh we might be getting ghostly returns of nick and charlie uh, on their Halloween episode on Friday. And we know because of spoilers that Johnny, Allie, and Chanel are going to be using a Ouija board to contact the other side. <laughs> and... <I'm> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, finally, like a messy scene. But anyway, continue. And when I did a Zoom with Mike Manning a couple of weeks ago, he did kind of sort of hint at a possible return. Where did, so, he, did the Nick part come from? Uh, the, Nick part was, the Nick part was just attached to the Facebook post, but because I think the the because I think the Charlie part is true, and they did randomly bring up Nick a couple weeks ago, which in that remember when we were talking about that Jake Gabby scene and she brought up Nick and we thought it was weird because that wasn't the part of the of her history we thought they were gonna lean into. Yeah. Yeah. What if they did that because they wanted to prepare us for his return? It's just so, like, the Charlie stuff I get, the Nick stuff has me intrigued simply because, like, yeah, to see how we get there. That was was on my radar. No, I was, I, I, and like I said, it could be completely off the wall and we could be talking about this for no reason. But like I said, at least part of what I read was true. So I'm inclined to believe the entire thing is true. So I'm really very curious because I wonder if when they, because it's Halloween, when they can't, like when they 
contact the other side, like the entire veil is lifted for however long, and it allows other spirits to cross over, not just whoever they're contacting. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. The the things we say as a soap fan. (laughs) (laughs) It makes complete sense. (laughs) I'm just... I'm just curious, like, what's how? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm I'm very curious. And I also want to see how they talk Chanel into playing with this Ouija board. Cause... Yeah, because I know it's not her idea. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm curious to see, is. I'm curious to see Johnny's reaction to Charlie. Oh. And Chanel's, to be honest, because I don't, I wonder, are they going to see it? Or is it like the person that's like directly affected seeing the person i don't i don't know but like i'm i'm curious and because even if ali's the only one who can see him she's still going to be massively affected by it which is going to in turn affect johnny and affect chanel because i don't know that chanel Hmm. knows the full story of henry's conception Hmm. we never i don't we like the only time i remember them talking about it ali was just like he was a terrible guy Right, yeah. and it was very brief, and it was it was, it was, it was basically in passing because she was like, "Oh yeah. yeah, I had a baby." She was like, "I had a baby" because they were at um, Julie's. They were at Julie's place. It was still precious then too. It was like yeah. it was within their first couple of scenes together. It was like right before they had that first kiss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that, but I don't remember her going into detail about what happened. She didn't, and I don't think she's done it subsequently either. Hmm. Whew, it's gonna be a lot. So. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm very intrigued to see how that's going to go, especially Johnny's reaction. That's going to be interesting to see, to say the least. Yeah, but that's it for our news segment. Now we can hop on into our stories. First up on the docket, Abby is starting to question Gwen's story. She can tell something is off and she and Chad were able to discuss it like rational human beings for once. And I have to say, I love the growth here on both sides, because this is the first time they were able to discuss Gwen, and he actually heard her concerns and didn't dismiss them, and she was able to say what she needed to say, and then move on. She wasn't hyper-focused on this either. Yeah. Yeah. So it it, it showed interesting growth on both sides. I think it also helped that no one was, like, constantly questioning her her sanity over it like she nope. she has every reason not to trust Gwen even though she's not trying to beat her ass right now or kill her <laughs> it's just like it, it it at this point it comes off as it is what it is like that's that's our history it's a it's in the past but I'm not gonna forget it and I'm always gonna question it especially and I love the fact that she said especially if my dad is involved because if he gets hurt again then I'm gonna have to be here to pick up the pieces and I'll say this Abby is a better person than me <laughs> Listen, and I, I say this as a Jack Devereaux fan, and it pains my heart to say this, but if I were Abby and Jack were constantly choosing the, ch- the person who tormented me over me, I would let him twist in the wind and let him get hurt. Honestly. Well, she can't stop him from getting hurt. She's just got to. And I he, certainly, I wouldn't be out there to make, like, I would be out there to <laughs> I mean, he's going to find out for himself. Yeah, she, she just knows it's coming. And I like the fact that she's being smart about it. She's like. Me too. Gwen's because, done too much damage for this to, for this to 
be it. Like it's it just seems she she has a gut feeling that something's off, and I like that. Yeah, I like Me too. that too. And it, and it shows that she is her parents' daughter. Because if Jack were thinking rationally and if Jennifer were actually in town, they would be thinking the same thing because we've seen them, we've seen them follow their reporter instincts to the end of the, to the end of the line, wherever it takes them. And, and to see that Abby has those very same instincts. Yeah. Makes me very, very happy. Yeah. And it's like, I, I like that she's, you know, owning her feelings, like, you know, yeah. she's, she's being very open about the fact that like I don't like her. If I had my way, she'd poof and disappear. But she's not letting that rule her actions. She's yeah. not letting that control her. She's being very, she's she's been really, really reasonable. And like methodical that. with it too. Yeah. And like she's go and like her her because her course of action, which uh, she started this week, and it's going to follow up next week. She's going to go to Kayla because she knows that if there's something in her medical records that Snyder could be holding over her, it would be there. Oh, HIPAA. <laughs> yeah, we'll discuss that later. But technically, Abby is family. Technically, Abby is her sister. So true. It's, it's so weird. <laughs> it's so it's, it's so weird. But you know, it's gonna be. I'm intrigued to see where this goes, and I'm so happy that it's looking like Abby is gonna be the one to expose her because that's fitting. Yeah, especially yeah. since like whenever she talks about it, you you she you can tell that she still feels massively guilty about that miscarriage that she didn't actually have anything to do with so nope and once she gets 100 percent proof of that oh boy marcy miller is going to show up and show out in those scenes and i cannot wait same and i i actually liked chad in these scenes too he's it's so weird to be able to like him yeah he's doing what he's supposed to do and i i appreciate that He's, he's, he's being supportive support. and not dismissive, and it's such a refreshing take. I don't. Was, they, I don't remember but, a lot about this this discussion, but I remember it being a rational discussion, and they were talking about. And it was kind of cute because it was just like like they were just kind of like talking it out and like going through the different scenarios. It wasn't like she had a theory and she was hell-bent on trying to prove this theory it was more so this is not adding up something is off here let's go yeah. through what we know and figure out what the hell is happening because something's not right here all right and i think we've basically <laughs> said everything we need to say on that particular topic so moving over to orange is the new salem <laughs> <laughs> i wish they would have all been in orange I swear. honestly <laughs> i mean they used to be <laughs> And that that wardrobe was ugly. So I, I, my eyes are very appreciative of the, de- Wait, the blue no, denim. I prefer the orange. No, 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 no. I hate the blue God, denim. No, the orange is such an eyesore, especially when you have to look at it constantly. No, thank you. The blue denim for the win. Anyway, <laughs> Gwen and Bonnie are now cellmates, as are Justin and Xander. Xander and Bonnie try to prepare Justin and Gwen for Statesville. Justin gets to see Bonnie and reassures her it will be okay because Uncle Vic is on the case. 
I enjoyed these scenes I a hell of a lot more than I expected to. When, when Justin called him Jack LaLaye. <laughs> 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 like, I, I was like kind of conflicted on these. I went back and forth on them. Like, I was surprised. I keep getting surprised by it, and I feel like by now I shouldn't be. But I was really into Xander and Justin as, What's as cellmates. <laughs> That they were hilarious. Hilarious. I I love their vibe. Wally and Paul work so well together. It's so much fun to watch. And I hope like I I hope this is an ongoing relationship. Like whatever else falls out of this story, they have stumbled into gold. Please yes. keep mining it. Yeah, exactly. Xander. I mean, Justin can serve as like the liaison between the Kyriakuses and Xander. Because just Xander brought it up himself. I'm like, I under, he's like, I understand why he's getting you out. Why is he getting me out? And Justin had to remind him, you're family, regardless of how you and Victor feel about each other right now. You're still family. Mm-hmm. So I, I I did like I did love those scenes. And <laughs> Bonnie and Gwen. Just... I, I went. I was hit or miss on this. Like there were yeah. parts of it that I enjoyed. And then there were times when Bonnie went over the top hysterical and I was just like, oh God, give yeah. her a Xanax. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> like Gwen and Bonnie was a lot. A lot. Like but, Bonnie. Did you had see me... the way Gwen was looking at Bonnie every time yeah, she was, just... Gwen was me, like, <laughs> Bonnie had me like Monique Hart when she had to sit down with Pheromone on drag mate on drag race and tell her I love you, but your crying annoys me. Because <laughs> I I get it. She's in prison again. She doesn't want to be there. She's scared. All this and all that. And I, listen, I would be crying too. When Justin I'm told her to stop that. crying in their scenes, I was like, please, God. All that hooping and hollering, just, it worked my nerves. I got, I was over it very quickly. What yeah. you said, even in jail, you have a hanky. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what they do to men with hankies? God. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. When, when the whole ankle thing with Justin and Xander, I died. They were, I, they were just funny. And I yeah, they that. were just fun. It just worked. Those two just worked. The Justin Xander prison scenes were more enjoyable than Gwen and Bonnie for me. Yeah. Yeah. I found myself enjoying their part a lot. And I, I really don't care for the story, but their scenes were hilarious. <laughs> they just it's, work so well together. Yeah, they do. And it still makes me want to punch the air that they're not father and son. Because oh he should have been Alex I didn't Kiriakis. even know I wanted that until this. Yeah. yeah. But it was really good. I'm enjoying it. So I guess now we can kind of move into the next part of this. Victor has worked out a deal with Trask, his nephew's freedom for Kristen's capture. To that end, he hires Steve to find her. Kayla isn't thrilled. That's quite a typo on the outline there. Sorry about that. Kayla isn't thrilled, but reluctantly agrees to help when EJ and Nicole show up to Julie's place for dinner. Kayla fakes drunk to send EJ out of the room and Stela convinced Nicole to let them check EJ's phone for a lead on Kristen. And she agrees. This was the most I have enjoyed Steve and Kayla yep. in the last two years combined. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy there's a brain back in the Kyriakis mansion. 
Listen. <laughs> the fact, also, the fact yeah. that the fact that Victor is like, you can get my nephews out, but those women can eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> the way he didn't even care enough about going to know her last name since me. Yeah, that was funny as hell. <laughs> but he he said, Gwen, what did he say? Gwen, what's her name? And the abominable widow lock. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Victor Kiriakis is our OG and he shall be respected as such. Yes. He's like, uh, like this it is easy. It, he was like, I can do this in my sleep. I know what she really wants. Like literally, <laughs> like he's sitting and like he's sitting in a chair. He's not moving, but he still has all the power as if he were standing over her. I, yep. I loved it. And also, like Melinda Trask is a gift. Oh. I love her. I've loved I love her so much. Her. I love her. I love a way to utilize her to her full potential. Yeah. See, I, I'm. I, I said this in the group chat, but I'm a little trepidatious of them getting more, of us getting more of her because I'm afraid that the more we see her, the the less we will see of why we like her. Yeah, which is like, why I said to her full potential because they, I I don't want them to just throw her in there to just be throwing her in there yeah like yeah, I, I loved her scenes with EJ I love the scenes where she was dragging Justin Xander and Gwen I love these <laughs> like I, I love it when they're they so let stupid. her do her thing <laughs> I like even the scenes where she was dragging Rafe during the <laughs> during Charlie's murder investigation like I I love it when they just let her do her thing because she's like she's a she's abrasive but she's never actually in the like in the wrong in the wrong nope he's not like i i love trask like i love i feel like she should have a story but a story that is good i just want melinda on screen like full term yeah. She's... And like this this made so much like Victor zeroing in on exactly what she wants. Mm-hmm. Perfect yeah. sense because her wanting Kristen back behind bars is completely logical. Like, Absolutely. Oh, I was gonna ask a question, but now I got my answer. Because I was trying to understand what Kristen has anything to do with this, but then I remember from last year. Haley. Yeah, I mean, I remember what she was trying to do last year and what because of Haley and all of that. So that makes sense. I was struggling with that part. I was trying to like understand why, but makes sense. Yeah, she's been trying to get Chris Naz back in jail for a while now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I love that Victor went to Steve because that plays on so much of their history. Because when Steve first came to town, um, a lot of viewers may not know this. Steve was working for Victor. Yep. Yeah. He's thug. Yep. Um, Steve actually was hired to stalk Kayla on Victor's orders. Which I is think why he, I liked Kayla kind of having so much trepidation about this whole thing. Like, yeah, no, she was, she was, was pissed. No <laughs> she was like, I don't like this. I don't trust him. I don't. <laughs> Let's not. And if, and if you're, and if she's like, you know what? Fine. If you're going to do this, I might as well get dirty with you because uh, I'm not going to let you fight that man alone. Which, 
hilarious. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> when she when she got EJ to go, when he came back, she was looking at him with this glassy look in her eyes. She was like, "I just want to know if you want me to um, do your dry cleaning." <laughs> <laughs> Like, no, thank you. <laughs> Give me, but and then all of her flowers because nobody can play drunk, real or fake, quite like she can. She's so good. Yeah, so so good. And I love too that she was able to like get, um, like remind Nicole of what Kristen did to her as a way to get Nicole to agree. Yeah, like Which everybody is- was like everything made sense in these things. Everybody's motivations are logical. Everybody's motivations are in character. Everybody's actions make sense. Like this was really good storytelling. Yeah. I enjoyed this a lot. Like in, when I first saw the spoiler that Steve was going to get tasked with looking for Kristen, uh, I originally read it and went, huh, what the fuck? This <laughs> makes no sense. But watching it, which is why we always say watching is important, <laughs> um, it actually made complete and total sense and was rather enjoyable to watch. And they really honestly need to keep Steve and Kayla in this realm of storytelling. Let them team up time and again and work together because it it works. And I don't know that Steve knew what her plan was. <laughs> he didn't. He did not. He did not. He just rolled with it. Oh, it was, it was cute. Like, <laughs> it, was, it reminded me why I like them. And there's been so much damage done to them in the last few years between behind the scenes stuff and story that's happened on air that we just haven't agreed with that it was nice to just be able to enjoy them yeah it's just it's a nice reminder of why they have like the fan base and the fan investment that they have like they when when you have them in their bag they are really enjoyable and it's just a nice reminder of why Steve and Kayla are Stephen Kayla for a lot of people yeah but I, I need them to write them more in their bag and yeah. less out of it so to speak I I am curious as to how Victor's going to react to their ultimatum about getting Bonnie and Gwen out of jail too see here's the thing I don't think it works I don't either because we know that Gwen is still in jail next month because we know that she's working with the prison transfer guard played by AJ from the Backstreet Boys. So oh, yeah. I'm thinking that Gwen and Bonnie Victor. end up... <laughs> yeah. Victor probably says, kiss my ass. I ain't getting them out of jail. And I, honestly, I don't, I, don't, I don't even think Steve plans on going to Victor. I think Steve plans on going directly to Trask, and Trask is probably going to say not no, but hell no. I agree to this. This is all that I'm doing, and you're just going to have to kick rocks and deal. So honestly, at this point, what I think is going to happen, because again... Spoiler alert, Kristen is going to come home next week. Um, Kristen makes a beeline for Rachel. Steve and Brady find her and bring her in. So my new theory on how the prison transfer is going to play into all of this is that Gwen, Bonnie, and Kristen are all going to be cellmates. And that Kristen is going to organize Jesus a breakout. <laughs> of course they are. Gonna, and all three of them are going to break out. That is my new theory. I could be way off base. Like I said, oh, we know. 
And can I hope if we're going back to Statesville, please, please, please let us get some Vivian Alamein. Please, please. Breakout. If there's a breakout, I need Vivian in that mix. But yeah, that's that's my new theory. Because like I said, we we know that Emily and AJ work together, but that doesn't mean that Emily and AJ were the only people in that scene. Yeah. Yeah, Vivian. Hopefully, Vivian. We'll see Vivian, and she'll tell her dumbass son to shoot first and ask oh, questions Lord later. Jesus. We will get to that later. Oh, he's so God. dumb. I hate him. <laughs> we we will absolutely get to uh, that later. Uh, moving on to the next item on our list. Chloe has had enough of Philip's jealousy and moves out. Brady offers her a place to stay, but she opts for the Salem Inn. Brady helps her move her stuff in and Lucas sees them. Wasn't it Lucas and Philip who saw them? No, I don't I don't Philip was there, but I, I don't think, think Philip saw, saw them. them because Philip Philip did not have smoke coming out of his ears. But he was there. Yeah he was there but I don't think he was looking he was looking in the direction, and by the time he turned his head, I think Brady and Chloe had already gone in and out of Philip's eyeline. Because they played like Lucas saw it, but had Philip seen it, Philip would have taken off like a bull in a china shop after them. Yeah. And he didn't. He made he and Lucas is the one confronting Brady and Chloe next week. So I don't think Philip has any part of it. And we know that if Philip had seen them, Philip would have made it known that he saw them. Restraint is not his strongest suit right now. It is not. You know what? It, okay, I know this is going to sound really odd, but I straight up forget a lot of the times that Chloe and Lucas were a thing. Yes, me too. Until something happens to remind me. And like this week, it struck me when we were during the Kate Philip Lucas scenes. <laughs> and I'm just like, huh. Yeah, I can see. Why not I can. I just watched the scene. He saw them. It didn't play like he saw them. He looked at, at all, he, he, didn't play, he he reacted. He looked at them, and both him and Lucas stopped, and they looked towards the their direction. And well, that's about it. And he stared at them. He saw them walk into Salem and. I don't know. It, no, it I knew like I was did. right. I was like, no, wait a minute. I remember that. So I had to watch. But yeah, he did. Also, too, like knowing that Lucas confronts Brady next week, it it it, it it's gonna I want I wonder if they're going to play into Chloe already cheated on me. I don't need her cheating on my brother, too. Because remember, she was she was married to Lucas when she started Lucas, when she started yeah. up with Daniel. So well, she was engaged to Lucas, really, when she started up with Daniel and then continued the affair while they were married. But it'll be interesting to see if they play that beat of Lucas wanting to protect his brother from getting hurt the way that he did. It would make sense. What kind of struck strikes me as weird, like when Brady offered her to stay. Yeah, that yeah. was weird. What, what house? Like it's is he wait, is he staying is, he's, he's staying at the Curiosity Mansion or is, no, is, is he at John and Marlena? She would be moving out from one place where a guy stays with his dad to another where he stays with his parents, and it's like there's 
And especially since she's not officially broken up with Philip yet. Yeah. So like one isn't better the other than the other when it comes to the living situation because there's a lot of people living in both of these houses. I like the f- I like the fact that she's going to be at the Salem Inn and she's going to have some time on her own because I want her to take this time to really self-reflect and figure out what she wants. Yeah. Because she needs to come to some kind of decision and honest evaluation about what she feels because I you know, without the pressure of being in the house with Philip, is she going to be as drawn to him? Like, once she gets some time from both of them, where's her heart going to pull her? And that's what I'm really interested to see. Especially, like, if both of them take a step back yeah, and let her decide whatever it is she's going to decide. Because I've always said, like, this whole thing like Brady's been pushing boundaries because she hasn't been enforcing them and Philip's been reacting to those boundaries being breached and like this all goes back to her needing to figure out where she wants to be and making a decision and standing in it because she's said a lot but she doesn't really what she says and what she does are not aligned. Yeah. Two very different things. She and Philip kind of have the same issue there because he's saying he's over it and then turning around and punching Brady. So it's, you know, it's two sides of the same coin. I just, I want her to be able to come to a decision and be at peace with whatever that decision is, be it Brady, be it Philip, be it neither one of them. Right. Just please stop with the ping pong. Mm-hmm. But I, I will say I did enjoy this next part of the story very, very well. Uh, Philip is moping about Chloe and Kate basically tells him to get over it. She insists on a family dinner with her boys, hoping that Lucas will snap Philip out of this. Lucas is team Philip and the brothers leave to go for a walk, which is when they run into Brady and Chloe. I loved everything about this. Kate basically telling him that this was okay when you were in high school because that's expected. But like, you're a grown ass man now. Get the fuck over it was everything. <laughs> Honestly. Was, I was thoroughly entertained <laughs> because he was like, mom, mind your business. And she was like, no, I'm not. I'm just get over this bullshit. Like, I'm tired of it. <laughs> You're exhausting me. That's her, like, that was her <laughs> mood. No, but, like, I really enjoyed um, Lucas's and Kate's different perspectives to yeah. what is going through. It was so refreshing to see this because they're so enjoyable together. Yeah, it's Lucas nice is, to see them. Yeah. It's nice to see Kate played with her actual children. Yes. Yeah. And not force feeding us a relationship that doesn't exist. I mean, it existed, but it didn't have to take precedence over her kids. 
and I like that Lucas is team Philip because Lucas has never been one for his siblings. Like when, when Lucas first came to town, he was the only child that Kate had. Then he found out that Austin and Billy existed and did not react well to that at all. And he, I don't really think he was particularly thrilled when Philip entered the scene. So it's really kind of nice to see the growth of, of Lucas as a character to actually see him being there to support his brother and like being team Philip where Kate is team anything but Chloe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think how was Lucas when Philip was a teenager? Like how they didn't there... really, they didn't really interact much because Jay can like he, he was so wrapped up in the will stuff and then he was in a coma for years so they never really so they never really they never really interacted like we had it a little bit when philip was a baby but it wasn't really that much because lucas was all about lucas at the time and then by the time j kenneth johnson came on the scene i think it was less than a year it was like a year or less than a year later lucas was in a coma for the next year yeah that's true i think they sense given the age like when you have siblings that are that far apart in age, yeah. it can be difficult when they're, you know, when the younger sibling is younger for them to kind of bond and, and be super close. But it's like now they're both grown men. They've both been through some things. They both have children. They're kind of in a similar place where, they, where they're not just siblings, but they're kind of peers. So I, it, they both it's a totally different relationship. Yeah. Um I think like toward, but that wasn't Jay. That was that was Kyle Brand. But I remember 2003, 4, 5. They had Yeah, they they did have a little bit. I mean, Lucas was part of the mission that go to, to go rescue yeah, Philip. But, uh, but like that they, wasn't I, I was talking about like how their dynamic was. So he's kind of had his brother's back for a while now. So yeah, and this is but this is the first time we've really gotten to see it yes. with Jay, and it it works really well. I I just love I love this little family family unit. I would love to see more of Kate's kids, but like oh, my heart, uh, Cassie Cassie can stay up in the attic forever. She's <laughs> <laughs> been in the attic almost like twenty years now. Oh no! I, uh, I, 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 I'm. Y'all are terrible. Um, but <laughs> we are gonna see Rex soon. We are gonna see Rex in the next couple months, which I'm okay with. I, I actually enjoy Rex. Um Austin, I don't enjoy this Rex, but Austin honestly can stay in Switzerland. Um just one visit when Sammy comes back. I need all of her ex-husbands yes. in the town square. Brandon, <laughs> Austin, I just... <laughs> Lucas, EJ, Ray. Oh yeah, I forgot about Ray. <laughs> and I, I just realized all of her, all. I always thought all of her ex-husbands were related, but they're not. <laughs> and honestly, I would be okay if Billy came back. Um. That I'd be the the only the only children of Kate's I really want to stay gone are Austin and uh, Cassie because I never liked Cassie and I liked Austin for a while but my classic days viewing has altered my opinion of Austin <laughs> <laughs> and that's about as nicely as I can put that I find that funny because people always say 
when it comes to these shows. I wanted I wanted to be like it was. And I'm like, if y'all watched these shows back then, y'all probably hated hated them too. <laughs> Even though yeah. it was probably better written, you probably oh, would still hate these same characters. Yeah. <laughs> your your perspective on other characters will change and e- even the way things were written back then I think a lot of people have rose colored glasses and remember the good things but you don't yeah. quite remember how long it took to get to the moments that you love because <laughs> Jesus <laughs> yeah like <sighs> like I've always said Days is like Days has always been a show that I've watched but it's also one that I used to do the you know take a break and read the recaps um because it touched a like, I'm the old woman on the Titanic it's been 84 years <laughs> like story did not move you could stop watching for months on end and tune back in and they're still doing what they were doing when you stopped watching. Yep. Mike, it, it took Michael and I forever to finish Days 96 because it was literally just a merry-go-round of the same dialogue with all the same stories that we were just like, oh, God, this is awful. It, yeah. I, mm, I mean, listen, this is the dude that, like, you know, when people talk about the, you know, days in the 90s or whatever, the thing with James E. Riley, this is the same guy that wrote Passions and did not write, you know, <laughs> this is the same guy that wrote, that wrote Passions and did not have Gwen and her mom get busted until the very end of the show. Whoa. <laughs> Isn't it like eight years? Yes. Oh, Lord. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> so, like, this is what you were working with. The plots moved syrup slow, and it was entertaining because, like, stuff would happen that would be, you know, fun or whatever. But like, you were con- constantly waiting for the payoff, and it, but, it it could be a lot. But what I think is different between now and back then is that. Every single episode was action filled. Not action filled, but no, no, it was not. No, it was not. No, it was not. Maybe not. Maybe not to that extent back then. But like, there was some drama happening. In comp- no, no, <laughs> no. Sorry, no. I no. There, there are literal days weeks even where you're watching and characters are talking but literally nothing new is happening yeah but nothing new needs to happen for it to be drama i'm just saying some episodes nowadays are just like really bad you cannot even watch them for me how were they back then that's the thing. I it's guess. not that different. It's but not that it's different. Not that different. People, and people, people like to think that it is, but it's not. It's not. It's I'm not really there yet. Especially if you were watching live. Oh God, if you were watching live, I don't know how people did that because I, I want to tear my hair out and I have the ability to fast forward. I'm choosing not to because I'm a purist, but I have that option. <laughs> Like that know. whole, like the puzzle box saga. Jesus! 
that I was like, ready to leap through the TV and open it my damn self. Literally. <laughs> literally. It disappeared for six months because of the possession. But the minute the possession was over, it then took another month for it to even come out. Because Abby, like, because Abby had it forever. And then people would, people would see it. Then they wouldn't see it. It just, oh, God, drove me batshit. Yeah, like, it, 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 you know, the good old days were, were not as good as a lot of people like to remember. There's just a lot of, there's a lot of good moments that happened back then. And I'm not trying to take away from that, but there was a lot of crap in between the good moments. Yeah, it's kind of like, and and Nick, you will get this reference, it's kind of like WWE fans who wax poetically about the Attitude Era. Y'all have forgotten (laughs) a lot of the bullshit that we had to sit through and watch. Y'all remember all the good stuff, but somehow you have forgotten, you know, Beaver Cleaver and (laughs) Katie Vick. Y'all have forgotten all the bad. Don't mention Katie Vick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) We're getting off topic. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, we're going. It's the same thing. I got PTSD over that one. (laughs) (laughs) But it's the same thing. Like people, you you remember the things that you really, really loved and the things that were really, really good and the things that you really, really enjoyed. And you're like, oh, I wish it was like this again. And you sort of look over or, you know, you, you, you don't look as closely at the full picture because in that there were a lot of things that were not great. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what your perspective is when you get there in your classic viewing, Harriet. Um, but we have sort of gone way <laughs> off the beat path, <laughs> as we, we tend to do. We've said pretty much uh, everything about those yeah, scenes. So- yeah, so we are going to segue into Roman is giving Kate the cold shoulder and Kate doesn't like it. She admits to Roman that she's scared to go there with him because all her relationships end badly. She doesn't want to lose him. He understands and respects that and tells her the minute she changes her mind, he's all in. Listen, they've got to stop playing in our faces and give us Roman and Kate. Like, please. They're so cute. They're really cute. They, I just, <laughs> I love them so much. And I'm just like, please, please. I mean, I know... I know she's going to be his day to the wedding, so obviously things shift, but I'm like, please, please let this happen. Like, this as, is the- as long as we get it, I'm fine with this sort of build toward it because Kate made some really valid points. She has been a romantic disaster and yeah. all of her relationships, including her relationship with Roman, crashed and burned. Yeah. So yep. it, it makes sense that she's reluctant to risk this really good place that they're in and this really solid friendship that they have when romance hasn't worked out for her and it hasn't worked out for them and I like that he's being very very clear with how he feels and what he wants and he's validating her feelings and he's just kind of letting her know look when you get to the place that I'm at I will be here waiting for you and I just they are being great okay you know how every week we get on here and we're like y'all are too grown for this they are Kate just grown enough are being written like the grown-ups that they, that they are. are yeah. And it is really refreshing to see. I'm I love that. I love that for them and I love that for us. Yeah, I love it, that Kate is self-aware of her yeah. history. And she's still flirting with him, like because she she said something like, 
you know me so well or she 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 said something and she would like had this smile and she was really flirty and it's like this is the Kate I remember this is the Kate I root for this is the Kate I could stand again because I have not recognized the character of Kate in damn near a decade and just this between putting her with her kids and putting her back with Roman, which is arguably both of their most successful pairings because they've never really tried it with Josh Taylor and anyone. Uh, no, they kind of, they kind of did with Marlena. It really did not work because hello, anti-chemistry. And then they kind of teased it with Roman and Anna, but that was never going to be as good as Tony and Anna. Yeah. Roman yeah. and Kate just work and it shouldn't work like on paper. Really? should not work but the magic between the actors it just you can't you can't deny magic when people have it they have it and they have it yeah and it's it's um i am just really enjoying this and i want this to end with them back together because that's where they need to be and honestly their only their only obstacle that they ever really had was salmon because be it Sammy was either very vocal about her opposition to this relationship or Kate hating Sammy got in the way of their relationship. Yeah. And neither and really neither is. instance is an issue now. So I'm really very interested to see exactly where they go because Roman knows Kate better than anybody when kate does her thing where she gets defensive or she starts lashing out or she does dumb shit he knows exactly what's motivating every bad thing she ever does they just work together they just work and and i'm glad that they're getting back to it like i don't i i don't know why we had to take all these detours (laughs) that did not get us where we needed to go but okay fine we're back on the right road now but let's just keep traveling till we reach our destination. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, it looks like Kate is done being the Salem welcome mat. <laughs> yeah, they, they tried Kate with every damn body. Everybody. Listen, like literally. Think, like when I started watching, that's all they were doing with her. Like, literally, even though she threw, was still married to Stefano, they were they threw throwing every, other men at her consistently. Uh, Ian Damos. God, Ian was so terrible. Ian like, was terrible. Clyde, <laughs> Eduardo. Like, I liked her and Eduardo. Clyde was Clyde was another mistake, much like yeah, Curtis was. That's, <laughs> that doesn't make sense on paper. But then again, nothing. The is, I'm sorry, kind nothing. Of, no, it did. Nothing Clyde did in that era made any sense. Considering I'm, who her first husband was. It made complete sense. No, that's why it didn't make sense. That's why it didn't make sense because done that we got the crappy T-shirt and the abandonment issues to go along. (laughs) She should. She should have. Yeah, no, she should have been seeing Curtis red flags all over the place, and the fact that she didn't or she ignored them was just majorly problematic. But uh, everything Clyde did during that initial run was majorly problematic because he was only written to be the winner because that is what Dina Higley wanted him to be. Because I'm sorry, there is no way on god's green earth that he would get the jump on victor and stefano there is no way that a backwater hillbilly from bumblefuck missouri is going to be able to bug stefano damara's house no 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 and oh by the way did i mention no <laughs> not happening it was it, no 
I didn't start to even remotely enjoy. I didn't even start to remotely enjoy Clyde again at all, ever until the 2016 breakout. Because that's when they just started letting him be a character and not trying to like write other characters into a corner to make him win. But yeah, so I'm so glad that Kate's welcome mat days are over and that we can just let her be herself in her natural environment and it works. Yes. Something else that's working for me is Paulina and Abe are making wedding plans. Abe wants Marlena to marry them, but Paulina is hesitant for obvious reasons. They go to ask her to do it, and Mardevil agrees, but not before making Paulina think she was going to expose her. When John and Abe leave, Paulina confronts her, and Marlena, Mardevil convinces her to tell Lonnie the truth. I love Paulina and Abe. Yes, so, okay, I love that, like, Abe and Marlena had this arrangement like when Abe married John and Marlena, Marlena wanted to return the favor whenever he got married again. Like, that's the sweetest thing in the world. Yeah. And then, oh, like just to see Paulina and Abe have this moment of happiness before everything goes to shit was just really, really sweet. And I loved Paulina versus Mardevil. The whole scene. <laughs> okay, first of all, <laughs> let us take a moment to appreciate the fact that we got Deidre Hall saying baby daddy. Okay, <laughs> I <laughs> fell out. I, I was like, I know she didn't just say <laughs> what I think she just said. I bothered. Like, oh what? my God. It's <laughs> that as well. Yeah, and I like the fact that uh, Polly called her like, "Are you mocking me?" Like, of course, the, of course, the devil is slightly racist, so like, it makes complete sense. <laughs> but they didn't; it didn't just go over Paulina's head. She's like, "Are you mocking me, Marlene?" <laughs> this is gonna be amazing. I'm ex- like, it's so oh, good, Paulina Martin. <laughs> I have I, I have a confession. I wasn't immediately enjoying the possession. <laughs> but once the devil got complete control, I was like, and she started just fucking with people just to do it. Like just, I loved it. She's insane, but, but I'm enjoying it so but much. The thing is though. The thing is, Mardevil isn't wrong. No, she doesn't. She doesn't tell That's the, truth. the thing, though. She's she, everything she's saying has a modicum of truth to it. It's just the way That's in which the she's. Sad deli- part. That's how yeah. the devil gets you. Yeah. The, it's just the way in which she's delivering it is not something Marlena would ever say. Yeah. <laughs> ever. It's uh, like <laughs> the scenes with Julie too. Like the yeah. We'll get Mardevil gives no. Mardevil is on ten and gives zero fucks. Mardevil. Yeah. Is, Mardevil is like, fuck your feelings. I thought Julie was going to swing on her. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll get get there. We'll get there in a few minutes. But because I want to say. Paulina was so, just so like confused. Like, she was like, yeah, you're right. I should tell her. But like, why are you talking to me like this? Right. (laughs) It's like Marlena, it it was like Paulina knew that something was off. Yeah. Yeah. like she couldn't quite get yeah but she does yeah she does it's nice that she doesn't know her well enough yeah to just straight up say yeah that's not marlena but it 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 worked in a way because it's like this isn't this is not the person i i've heard you to be like because she's heard how great of a person marlena is 
Yeah, she also had a little bit of experience with her when she was younger as a teenager with when she right. came to visit Tamara. So it's and then just... even the way that even the way that she handled finding out her secret, right? Yeah, like she knows something is off. She just doesn't quite know her well enough to know just how off. Is, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if these like I wonder if when these were filmed, if these were filmed like around the time that they filmed the Emmy stuff, because I remember like Deidre said that she and Jackie rode over together uh, when they like rode over to the Emmys together and like they were just having a, a a bunch of fun and like Deidre kept saying like in all her press interviews that like she's such a pip and she's so much fun to be around on set so like I wonder if they had just come off of filming these great battle scenes and like this is only the first one because you imagine if the devil has a hand in the truth coming out at the wedding Oof. it's gonna get even uglier than it got now yeah yeah it's like it was so like like the way that the devil used her faith and her guilt to manipulate her into telling the truth it's it genius so it was, it was so giving me i don't know if have you gotten to this part yet in your devil rewatch um ariet when she was trying to convince austin like uh, convince sammy to go for it with austin no i have not gotten that far i stopped right, right about a time billy and bo's wedding right okay so you're that time. Okay, so you're still on, you're still, okay, you're still, oh, wow, you're still early. Dylan, do you remember how, like, she pushed Sammy, and that was what ultimately gave her the, like, gave Sammy the confidence, for lack of a better term, to go forward with her plan of dropping yeah. Austin? Yes. And the, the way that she- I didn't know she did that. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, it, oh, I thought Sammy was just a demon seed, just to be one. <laughs> <laughs> like, she, she, she was thinking about it. Like, she, she had- she heard this Lynn, the nurse Lynn told her the story about the drug that she could possibly use and she was debating doing it. But it wasn't until her mother basically told her to do what she has to do to get her man that yeah. that solidified her choice. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Which this then, is like given- when, she, when she left the devil redder for filth, it was hilarious. <laughs> and and I, another thing too, like the way that the devil was just sitting in the townhouse just reveling at the chaos it was about to create at the prospect of Lonnie to uh, of Paulina telling Lonnie the truth like she has no horse in this race she just wants the chaos of it all yeah <laughs> like she's not she's like not yeah. it's literally hilarious like she's not in, she's not invested in this in the way she is in other At things she's but not. she's just doing she just wants it to the race hell. yeah literally and it's it's so much fun now i do I wasn't sure, but after Paulina left, she said she's going to give her a little nudge. Now, was she talking about the conversation or was she talking about what happened with Abe? Uh, I don't know. It could be what happened with Abe because I feel like because she got that con- she got that phone call from Bayview right around the t- that time, too. So I feel like it all kind of coincides. I think it's it could be both for sure because it had me wondering like did did she cause that it's yeah, very possible that she yeah. did yeah because um she was not happy with her with her with her homie Eli. she was <laughs> oh, no yeah <laughs> I, 
we'll, like, let we'll me get, get let me get this bastard out my face. <laughs> we'll, get to, we'll get to that in a second. We're get, we're going to pause the devil talk for one second, and we're going to pivot into the Abe stuff now. Uh, ben and Sierra meet up with Jake and Gabby. Sierra want, wants to work at Gabby Chic, and Gabby says she can't because of Philip. Jake fills Ben in on the Carmine situation and tells him of his plan to meet up. Ben tries to talk him out of it, or at the very least, go with him. Jake refuses and goes alone. Things go sideways, and Abe gets shot, and Jake gets arrested. Jake is <laughs> down so bad. This man's down it's horrendous. So- <laughs> he is. Ain't no what you cannot tell me. He's Stefano Demera and Vivian Alamein's child. Because like, both of them would have, both of them would have came and shoot. There's okay. no way in hell. <laughs> so, first of all, let's just recap. Okay, we are gonna call a thing a thing in here. It is the Lord's day. We are gonna be honest up in here. Let's recap. Carmine calls this man a pussy to his face. Did he not? Laugh in his face when he took his gun at gunpoint, took his gun (laughs) and then shot Abe and left him holding the bag. This is like it was your gun anyway. I'm I'm out of here. (laughs) It is a hundred to zero, and Carmine is running up the score. Like literally, he should have listened to Ben. He should have listened to Ben. Ben told him. Ben told him, like, dude, trust me, brother, I've been where you are. Even if you're doing this for the right reasons, doing the wrong thing for the right reasons when you're coming from a dark and desperate place is not the move. And Ben is speaking from experience because exactly one year ago, he was in that spot with Vincent. But the thing is, Jake is not coming from a good place. Jake brought this and Gabby brought this upon themselves. True, but True. Jake's motivation he, he, at this he point... Intent, he was trying to save Gabby's company for her. Exactly. Uh, Jake's so, motivations at this point... But would he have had to save the company if they had not gone after Philip? No, no. That's, <laughs> you're, you're 100% valid. But two things can be true at once. I guess, they can be gi- like, they can be They can be gigantic boneheads who created this mess all on their own. But th- Jake can also be wanting to protect Gabby and her company and make sure that she stays happy and he is being a bonehead about it but that's just apparently who Jake save her company if they just didn't go after Phillips so no, <laughs> no I, that's the you thing are, you, I know what you're that, that's you true are, I know what you're saying Cody I get it he's trying to protect her I completely get that but she wouldn't need protecting if they mind their, their business uh, no, you're hundred percent correct. I mean, but I, mean, I, I I don't feel sorry for Jake at all. Well, I don't feel I don't oh, feel yeah, sorry don't for either. him either. I, don't I, I will say Brandon Barash is doing great with this story in terms of material because, like, I'm actually watching and invested in a way that I wasn't before. I mean, to be honest, the weird part is I'm invested in how stupid he is. Like, <laughs> it's just like I'm like, how, I'm like, how could he mess it up more? Oh, this is how he can mess it up. More. <laughs> this is the first time that I'm actually I wouldn't say invested, but I actually found myself enjoying Jake. Yeah, because this you're intrigued is, in the story. Finally, this is yes, this is the first time I feel like. Well, maybe not the first time. I feel like maybe his earlier his early stuff like his earlier introduction is the stuff with Gwen kind of was this but I feel like for the longest time 
he's just been not stepping. Yeah. And now we're finally getting some characterization and some layers and to- even his early stuff there there was a, there was a, always a question of is he Stefan or isn't he that you couldn't even tell that this that what we were seeing in the early parts of his run were actually Jake because we didn't know who he was yet yeah and they never and then like they told us okay he's Jake but then they never told us who Jake was and so we're finally getting to see who Jake is and who Jake is is apparently a disaster mm-hmm. but like <sighs> you know I'm 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 invested in the clusterfuck. Yeah. This, this man's down horrendous. It's and like I, can who I'm in the writer's her. room is watching the Sopranos and deciding that this that this <laughs> is what <laughs> the Italian mob baby Carmine came right out of central listen, casting. I'm not listen, mad at it. Car- listen, it, it was a my lot. Gra- my grandfather. My grandfather. He does. He's not wrong. She looks like she looks like Sharon Culkin and McCool Culkin. Like I cannot see it. No, she's not wrong. But my grandfather and my uncle both have the name Carmine, and I was ashamed that this man (laughs) shares a name with members of my family. I have not been this ashamed that a character on television or in the movies has shared a name with a member of my family since Dolores Umbridge on Harry Potter. But I can uh, believe Carmine <laughs> is a part of the mob. I cannot, like, Jake, like... I mean, I, of course you can believe he's part of the mob. They threw every mob stereotype. <laughs> I, I think it's when they said his name was Carmine, I thought of I thought he was going to be a himbo, much like um, the Carmine from YNR. Like, I just thought <laughs> it was going to be Marco Dapper type coming, on, coming into Salem. <laughs> <laughs> this was not what I was expecting. And first at of all, all, I don't like, I don't, this is going to sound so stupid, but most of the Carmines that I know are not blonde. It's just, it's weird. <laughs> I don't look at, I, just, this is all just so weird. And like, how that man managed to get that gun out of his hand without <laughs> even like, listen. like, what? No, listen, no, no. The fact that Jake pulled a gun on him and his response was to laugh. <laughs> like, he called him a pussy, John. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, there's no coming back from this. Jacob, Jacob, like, Jacob. I, I, said it, I said it in the group chat. A castration would have been kinder than this. This was like Ooh. why why bring the gun if you weren't gonna use it? If you're not gonna use it, if you're just gonna use it to scare him, yeah, like because, just... because Carmine could have probably told noticed the gun wasn't loaded, so it had to look real. But he even said to Ben, like, I'm not actually going to use it, I'm just going to use this to scare him and hope that he'll be willing to talk. And I'm like, but like even, even Ben knows this is a ridiculously bad idea. And the tradition of, of Jake having horrible, no good, very bad ideas continues. Because if y'all remember, his plan to find Gwen was to wait for her to call him back. <laughs> yeah. This, 
it's the fact that he came to a meeting with a man he watched some watch murder someone else in cold blood with the gun and did not intend to use the gun like <laughs> you know he killed someone and he didn't he had no qualms about it but you let him take a gun from you and then expect he, everything to be fine like, like just like tackle him do like, something like Carm, Car, it was carmine knew because like carmine knew that he doesn't have the spine to actually kill because he did before exactly like this was just all like abe literally caught astray and i was just poor abe poor abe <laughs> my heart oh the look on its face first of all kudos to them for the way they did the cliffhanger with the shooting and then the whiteout. Yeah. That yeah. was so cool. Abe, one, one, two things. Abe needs to learn how to duck because he's gotten <laughs> shot quite a few times right. since I've been watching and I've only been watching since 2010. This was only right. his second bullet wound in a decade. And also, what was the other one? I'll come back to it. <laughs> it's just Jake is a mess. I was gonna say, um, I liked Rafe in the story for once. Yeah, he has not been enjoyable to watch at all. But in this story on Friday's episode, I actually liked every single character, including I don't hate Rafe, but I I really enjoyed. Yeah, because like. When when Rafe said like Abe is the best man that I know, and I'm gonna promise you that if you had anything to do with this, I'm gonna make you pay. <sighs> yeah, I got yeah. chills in that moment because even like when when Gabby showed up at the police station and he told Gabby what happened, like Gabby's reaction to Abe getting hit was like, "Oh my god!" Like you actually see how central Abe is to this show. And to the entire town, just based on the reactions to him getting shot. Yeah. Because Abe and Gabby haven't shared a scene in I don't even know how years. long, or even if they maybe it's been years. But she was gutted that it was Abe that got hit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, last time I think they shared a scene was the fallout. I mean, not seen alone. Uh, they shared a scene during the fallout, like of 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 Eli and Gabby's wedding. Yeah, yeah. literally, and it was just it was just really, really, really well done. And like, I loved Eli telling Lonnie and Paulina about it, like the way that was done. Um. Because we, we can kind of discuss all the Abe stuff here. Like, I loved, as, an, as annoying as it was when Kayla mentioned it to him, I loved John finding out about it. And then, like, that moment where he hugged Lonnie. And he called her. Yeah. And he called her, and then he called their twins the twiners. Mm. <gasps> oh! Okay, and listen. Lonnie I and screwed. John hug. Oh, my God. I have been waiting. It has been years. Since they've interacted outside of like Salem Kitty stuff. So when that scene aired, I screamed. I was like, ah, <laughs> finally. It was so, it was so, 
so good because they've been mentioning for years like yeah let's bring christmas gift to like i don't know i did mention like lonnie and eli sometimes in their conversations with abe and it's like i want a scene i just don't want just the mention i want like a conversation or something actually literally it was literally one line and a hug i'm so sorry baby and that hug and i oh. broke like the things drake hokiston can do with a line it's literally magical because that was right up there with like when he was on the phone um after marlena was shot he was on the phone with carrie and he called her pumpkin mm. over the phone and i like that one word and just the way he said it broke me then. And that moment this week when he said, I'm so sorry, baby, broke me all the way down. Yeah, it's also here's my other point. As many times as it has been shot, why doesn't he have any bodyguards? Like, I guess it's because where I'm from, I live in the hood. The mayor has armed security at all times. <laughs> the, mayor has, the mayor has armed security everywhere. So I don't really understand it unless, like we said, the devil had something to do with this and the devil made sure he was unprotected. But we've never seen. I don't think they've ever mentioned Abe having like yeah. security around him. He'd just be, he'd just be walking around town. Right? <laughs> They need to make that a point. Like he needs armed security. Hope, hopefully, Eli and Lonnie are going to insist on it now after this. Yeah, because he keeps somebody needs to jump in front of a bullet for him because he keeps taking them. <laughs> yeah, like enough, enough's enough now. Well, I, yeah, I, um, I realized we skipped over something. Um, going, I'm pivoting back a little to uh, the Brady pub scenes uh, with. Jake, Gabby, uh, Sierra, and Ben. The Sierra and Gabby scenes were, in theory, I think it works, but it played very random. Yeah, for me. It, it was random, it's especially with the history there with what Gabby did to Julie. Like, if I were Sierra, yeah, like, it was... I... Yeah, well, and also what Ben did to Gabby. Yeah. Yeah, like, there's... There's weirdness on both sides that like either one being chill with the other or like as friendly as they were seemed a bit odd. Like it seemed more like Victoria and Camila than Gabby and Sierra, if that makes sense. I think they could have handled that a better way. I think they should have had her go to Victor and ask for a job and have him suggest yeah, she worked well, for she Gabby. did. That's exactly what she did. And she came back a junior executive, but then I guess she gets to choose what division she wants to junior exec for. Uh, yeah, that's but it's because her, like her being excited about about working with Gabby is weird. Yeah, that kind of like that was weird for me. I was like, all right. I will say the the one thing that made me laugh though is like when Ben came in and like Gabby was asking where Jake was, the looks on Ben's face, Ben. Ben's face be loud. Listen, <laughs> be loud. you know, you know what I call. He doesn't this? have a good poker face. You know what I call <laughs> this scene? Um, when it aired, I called it Ben and the Three Airheads, because <laughs> that's what it was for me. <laughs> Listen, playing like every single character in these scenes were dumb, except for Ben. I actually like Ben a lot in these scenes. 
not Ben Weston being our voice of reason. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> horrendous. <laughs> like, and literally, then, like, I will die. Listen, y'all know that I am not like a, a Ben fan, but I will die on the hill that Ben is a better friend to Jake than, than Jake, Jake has ever been to him. Mm-hmm. Ever. Because like Jake gives I him terrible. I forgot that man showing up in his place and hollering at him like. <laughs> I'm gonna take that one to the grave, yo. Like literally, Jake gives him the worst advice. Jake's ever. advice ever leads him to deciding that injecting his wife with a potentially dangerous serum is a good idea. Jake, Jake is the homie that <laughs> whatever they tell you to do, just do the opposite. Exactly. Whereas Ben gives you the advice you should listen to because every time you don't listen to him, shit goes south. Ben is the dude that has been through it. And so he's <laughs> so he's coming at it from yo, this is what I did. Don't do this here. Exactly. <laughs> because hey, listen, Ben and Sierra and, and, saved and those- Jake's ass the first time. Like they're the reason that. I mean, Eli and Lonnie are too because they, they followed them. But like the entire plan to get rescue Gabby and find out where Gwen was, that all came from Sierra. Like that wasn't Jake. Like Jake has no aptitude for any of this. Like I, and I, he should have let Ben go with him as backup because I guarantee you if Ben was there, like the fact that Jake had the necktie killer as backup would have scared the shit out of Carmine. Like, literally would have scared the shit out of Carmine enough that Abe never would have gotten shot. Because when those goons came after Jake the last time, the minute they found out Ben was the necktie killer, they shit their pants and left. I'm sorry. Okay, I know he has Stefan's face, but I need to... Are we sure? (laughs) (laughs) Are we... Are we sure? Because pretty sure that Stefan must have eaten all of Jane's brain cells, <laughs> J- Jake's brain cells in the womb. Because what is happening? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! This... Maybe it's, maybe ass. Vivian was a drunk at the time. Who oh. knows? Because <laughs> and Jake I got mean, the worst of it. Like, because it, it makes no sense. Literally makes no sense. Like his his parents are. Vivian and Stefano. His DNA alone should be enough of a impetus for him to actually have a functioning brain cell. It must be that uh, nurture versus nature, because <laughs> nurture is <laughs> over overtaking nature at this point. <laughs> this man. I mean, and listen, Vivian's children never need to get near any guns ever again because Jesus, it just don't go well for them at all. Listen, I think I said it last week or I said it the week before. Either Stefan's taking strays or Jake is shooting them. (laughs) (laughs) I will say that like I'm I'm curious to see what happens with the forensics. Yeah. I'm just like being logical here. Because he shouldn't have any gunshot residue on his hands. But he was close enough to have it on his clothing and i'm thinking that some of his prints then it what be on the gun somewhere yeah he was also also holding the gun to him yeah he was holding the gun to him so it's also going to be on the trigger like he didn't pull the trigger but he definitely touched it yeah this is a mess but jake i think is going to tell eli 
everything, including the Philip part, because Eli is questioning Philip next week. Yeah. So he's going to sing like a damn canary. <laughs> yeah, Jake, Jake is going to tell us. <laughs> he Jake should. Is, At this point, that's all he's got. Literally. <laughs> so, because Eli is going to be questioning Philip, and I know a few people were asking me um, in a group chat why, what the hell Philip would be talking to the police about. I said, hello. The entire reason this Carmine thing is even a thing is because Philip got the information from Ava. Yes, it goes further back to Jake and Gabby choosing not to leave well enough alone, but this all, Philip has a part in this, so Eli is going to get, you know, get a chance to question him because once they know that Ava's going to be okay, Eli and Lonnie's main focus is going to be finding out why the fuck this happened. Yep. Yeah, I'm excited though. Yeah. Speaking of Eli and Lonnie, before all the chaos of Abe's shooting, uh, they try to sneak in some sexy time. They manage to before Julie shows up begging for Eli's help to see Doug. When he leaves, Paulina shows up. And before Paulina can tell her the truth, they find out that Abe was shot. I love how, and this is just a general thing, but I love how like Days is just being so, yeah, we have young, sexy people who are not afraid to screw. So we're going to just show them to you every single day. <laughs> and you know what? I'm here for it. Right? I think, so <laughs> I think there's something in the air because that episode had three Literally. young couples. Literally, <laughs> Sierra and Ben were fucking Eli and Lonnie were fucking Jake and Gabby were fucking like, did the devil release a pheromone into the sky? Or, <laughs> or is days like days like, well, this possession's gonna bring new people in, so let's show these new viewers that we yeah. also have young, sexy people who are not afraid to be young and sexy. I'm I'm here for it. Like me too. Pretty together. I day of no complaint. Like, and we don't get to see, like, Eli and Lonnie fully lean into their sexy side that much. It's there, obviously, but they don't necessarily play up the sexy, flirty side as much as they can. So when they do, it's really fun. Eli was me in that moment because sex (laughs) sex is great, but have you ever just eaten a pie that you really liked? He was dancing. I was like, "This is me!" Like, this is yeah. me on a daily like, basis. When, when it when it's hit, <laughs> what is that? Yeah, there's a there's a gif or a meme of someone who like when they when they I, I want to say it's like iced tea maybe or somebody yeah, else. I'm yeah, not sure. in the cereal. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. dancing. <laughs> Eli oh was that me. Eli had me. <laughs> okay, this this is so random, but can we just have a moment of like gold chain appreciation? Gold chain Eli is I I like that. I like that little touch. I like that little I think that's a Lamone touch, isn't it? I I like that. I think I, so. I like that a lot. I have no idea what you're talking about. You watch Eli's scenes, he's 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 rocking a gold chain. Oh, okay. I uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> the whole pie thing for me now, now I kind of associated with Il- <laughs> Ilani because so we of- go from tacos to pies. Yeah, <laughs> I mean we have both. We have gra- we have graduated to dessert now. <laughs> like Jarlena have strawberries and whipped cream. Ilani fans have pie. <laughs> 
and tacos. <laughs> but like the whole scene itself, it just, it was beautiful. It was sexy. But I, I really like the conversation. It flowed really well. But the, the one thing that bothered me, and it's not their fault, the but they again, the, yes, yes, they again referenced the scene where Paulina asked her, asked Lonnie to call her mama, and they kept referencing it. If you're going to reference it, please make sure it airs. Uh, yeah, like, I, agree. I don't. I'm hoping when the truth comes out, we get that in a flashback. At this point, please, because this is fucking ridiculous at this point. You have referenced this scene four times in a week since. We didn't even see it. And we didn't even fucking see it. Like, like they referenced it twice in the episode it was cut from, and then two more times this week. Like, like, now I really want to see it because the look on Eli's face when he said it. I I need to see exactly how awkward this was. Like, yeah. I don't know if Lamone maybe, because like, I know Lamone catches bloopers and stuff, but if there's a chance that he might have a, a, like some footage of that scene on his phone somewhere, could he like post it on Instagram or something? Because, or like Ron posted script breakdown, something. Because it keeps getting referenced and I hate the fact that they cut scenes in general. Mm. hate it to the point that it makes my blood boil but when you then reference the cut scene as if we saw it it makes it even worse so please for the love of all that is holy stop doing that if you're going to cut the scene cut the references to the scene as well or just don't cut the fucking scene i agree yeah because if it's important enough to be called back to in dialogue clearly it it needs to be there yeah should have aired they don't even check with each other, like the scripts. The script editors and, and the editors, like, it, they don't even talk to Ron half the time. Like, they need to do such... that so things like that won't, this won't happen. No communication, yeah. just vibes. Like, they really need. They... <laughs> <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> well, it's what yeah, it feels like. Yeah. It's, um, I did like the Pauline and Lonnie scenes. Yeah. Oh, when she was like, talking about her being a bitch. There's so yeah, much like love. That, that there was one thing in that scene too. Like, did you guys get the feeling that Paulina actually raised Lonnie for a little bit beforehand I, over to town? Yeah. I feel like she tried because probably for yeah, a few probably for a few months. I feel like I feel like she tried because we probably picked up on the same thing when yeah. Paulina was like, but then Tammy decided she wanted you out of herself. Yeah, because I'm like, because I always thought that she just, she made, they made this agreement while she was pregnant. And then as soon as she gave birth, she handed the baby over. I didn't anticipate that she actually tried. Yeah, I I thought it was right after the birth that she gave her up. But I got the same feeling when I was watching that she, she, yeah, she had, it seems like she had some part in her. Because when she said that always work with you, I'm like, but wait. Yeah, because there is no way that once that once Tammy got Lonnie, that that Tamara was ever going to let her, knowing what she knows, was ever going to let her that close to her. Yeah, what I think may have happened was they gave 
Lonnie to Tammy, Tamara immediately. I'm calling her Tammy like I know her. Um, <laughs> I gave Lonnie to Tamara immediately, but Paulina was still a factor in her yeah. life. Even if she was just playing the auntie role, she was still consistently in her life until I, probably something happened. Maybe Ray came looking for her one day and they that's when they decided to shut it down i see and i i wonder if paulina tried like maybe they maybe they had an agreement but when when paulina gave birth she couldn't go through with it so she actually tried for like a couple week few weeks to a month or two to actually raise lonnie but then ray then she got word that ray was sniffing around so then she's like oh no i can't and then at that point passed lonnie over to tamara I feel like she, I I feel like Tam, I feel like Tamara immediately took custody, but Paulina was there, and knowing Paulina the way that we know Paulina, I feel like she overstepped. Overstepped, yep. <laughs> and Tamara had to shut it down because she said it's the way that she said, and then Tammy decided she wanted you all to herself. To herself, yeah. She. Pauline was probably blurring the lines a little bit too much for Tamara's liking. Yeah. And they put a garbage to it. Look how quickly she jumped to wanting Lonnie, wanting Lonnie to call her mama as soon as mm-hmm. she got the ring on her finger. Yep. So I'm wondering how many times Tamara walked in on her referencing herself as mommy while holding Lonnie. <laughs> this story is playing so well. Yeah. I think it's playing better than we thought it would when it first started, which I think is why we're able to be so on board with it because it's playing better no, than we expected it to. I, I feel like there's very few beats they're skipping over and actually playing the majority of it. They can do a bit more with having Chanel be in it more. Yeah. But I feel like like 99% of the time I have no issues with like there's nothing that I'm nitpicking about this story because they're actually they're playing the beats that they should play in the story and like we're getting really slow build up and it's like I've said many times before it's been like almost not six months I would say six seven months of a build up yeah now I will say I do think that Chanel being out of it is not so much an oversight as something done on purpose yeah I just had a weird thought Remember, you know how the promo has Chanel confronting Paulina about asking Lana to be her maid of honor? And it's in the hospital. Yeah. What if, Jesus, Paulina has shit timing. If she does this (laughs) at the hospital while Abe is still in recovery, good Lord. Like, it's because she's, because Chanel's not going to be able to go at Lonnie or be jealous of Lonnie. She's going to go after Paulina. So she's probably going to hold in a lot of her what she really wants to say because of what's going on now. Which is probably why she talks to Mardevil. Oh, it's going to be Because <laughs> we know we have that scene coming. Either, oh I can see and either. We know, they, we know that they are specifically talking about how she feels inferior to Lonnie. Mm, oh, this is going to be ugly. Oh. Pauline, why would you ask her now? Like, why <laughs> this is wait? Like, Wait till the man's up and talking. Like, like in her mind, she's just trying to make up for everything. Like, yeah, it it could be her way of trying to distract Lonnie from what's going on. Yeah, that too. Right, because what what if what if Lonnie says like, okay, what were you going to ask me? What were you going to tell me before Dad showed Uh, up? 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm thinking it's gonna go something like it, along those lines at least. Either trying to distract her or like trying to. She's got to come up with something to cover because she's not going to be able to tell the truth because she's going to chicken yeah. out. So she's got to come up with a cover. So she says, I wanted to ask you to be my maid of honor. And That's then Lon- Chanel's then Chanel's going to overhear it, which this isn't something that Paulina will be doing intentionally. But like I said, they've been they've been slowly simmering Chanel's insecurities in the background. I said it a couple of weeks ago when the scenes with the pie aired that this was a way to feed into her insecurities because she tries to do something nice for her mom and it doesn't quite go right. And it's all just going to be, you it's, know. It's also really something they like they've built on that as well, because like for a while, Paulina was very harsh on Chanel to like get a job and um to do something and hold, for herself and, and holding Lonnie up is the perfect standard of what she should yes. aspire to be. So, so I think it's all gonna like this just, story. I'm just saying, like, everything has been slowly building, they've been playing up a lot of beats, and it's just been so enjoyable to watch. Like, I cannot wait until Chanel enters the picture more, and that's coming up right next week. So. It's got to be coming up because I, I is Chanel in the same outfit in the hospital part of the promo as she was yeah, in the scenes is. this week. I I know I know her hair is the same. I just didn't know if the actual wardrobe was the same. It's the same. The jacket is the okay. same as what was it, Tuesday's episode? So, uh, Tuesday, yeah. Yeah, Tuesday, yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure. But uh, before we get into all things devil possession, which there was a lot to dissect there uh we are going to discuss Allie and Trip. Allie and Trip are in domestic hell fixing a baby blanket is not sexy but they insist on trying to make it so I just it is crystal clear it, it is crystal clear to me that Allie is only in this relationship because of what Trip can do for her and Henry and she doesn't actually want to be with this man it, they are too new and too young to be this dull. Really? It, it's starting to give she's just not that into you. Starting it, to? It's been giving. And it's, it's ironic because for probably the first time, we're seeing Trip actually being the great, caring, understanding, supportive, wonderful person that the narrative has always told us he is. And so it's like the one time he's actually being this amazing dude. Yeah. She's buddy. literally just not been into him. <laughs> yeah. Like literally it's, it's giving I, Michael and Willow vibes. Oh, man's down bad. It's, no, because Michael and Willow actually like each other. We don't like them, but <laughs> like but these Mike, two, the, all that Michael and Willow have is is, is Wiley. Is Wiley. And all that Allie and Trip have is Henry. And things what what annoys me because I liked them at first, but it seems like they've just actively stopped telling that story. I feel I like they've paused the story in favor that. of the possession. Yeah, that's yeah, don't do that because that would that would hurt any story 
just keep, Unfor- you can tell the story alongside what's going on. Like it's not unfortunately hard to do. they did this with the first possession too. Like when you go if you go back and you watch the f- like the full episodes from when the possession story was happening, you literally see at what point in the possession story like characters literally left town. Story straight up stopped. Um, oh. Yeah, like Jonah, because they they had a whole thing going like towards the end of 1994, the start of 1995, as the possession was kind of happening of Jonah and Lexi, like they were kind of each having feelings for each other, but they weren't really acting on it. And then that storyline just stopped, just completely stopped and disappeared. They completely disappeared off the show for a good few weeks to a few months while the possession took front and center. So... Allie and Tripp are still airing because Allie is going to be part of this movie and part of the possession story, but any other story that they're involved in other than that has been put on pause. Yeah. And it's obvious it has, like, it's just, it's glaring. Like nothing's, nothing's happening. Like he still has a father. He still has a mother who's raising hell as we speak. Like (laughs) there's stuff for him to do. And it's just, this is not it. No, folding baby blankets is never it. <laughs> not when you're in your 20s. Like, Damn sure not in your 20s. Or a medical student. Like, like you just... They could have come up with something. I don't, yeah, I don't like the fact because that they're, because they're not directly involved in the possession or Trip isn't directly involved in it, that they've completely just stopped writing for him. It's weird. But they again, they always tend to do this when he is going to end up being the uh, losing end of the pairing because they stopped writing for Trip when they pivoted to Ben and Sierra. Like yeah, once, uh, I wish they would just make him as crazy as his mother and be done with it, or at has, least make him a schemer, not crazy. Honestly, make him a schemer. If <laughs> Ali chooses, if Ali chooses Chanel and he gets passed over yet again. It's very possible they could. I've been watching a lot of 2017 stuff, primarily Ilani stuff. But when I've been watching, I've been seeing uh, trip scenes. And he was scheming a lot back then. And he was more, I wouldn't say enjoyable, but like compared to now, he was enjoyable back he then. Was a, he was a character back then. I, didn't, yeah. I, don't, I won't say he was well written. No. But... He wasn't. And who they had him acting opposite of was just terrible. But he was actually doing something then yeah but and the i think is- it would make it would make a lot of sense for him to be doing something now especially because of the situation he's in yet again where he's about to be passed over for another person i was gonna say guy but that may not be the case <laughs> so and he's ava's kid he has a relationship with ava now we know how ava reacts when she's jealous give us a little bit of that with trip Trip is such a vanilla dude. I am so bland. I hate <laughs> the fact that they made him this way because he wasn't this way before. He wasn't. And he shouldn't. Like, I, I, I don't want him to be, like, a complete disaster. But he's got like enough he stuff in his past that he should yeah. have some, some edge and some layers. Like, his mom's like, shit crazy. His, his, his adoptive father was abusive. Like... He's, not to mention the, jo- the Johnson Gene pool Johnson is not James. clean. Yeah. Like, let's not forget a year ago, we were, we could very easily believe that believe Trip that raped Trip Allie. Raped Allie. 
like I, we we all listen i mean i held on to the fact that there wasn't going to be a, a, a twist until like the very last possible second but it was still very believable that trip could potentially do that that says something if you present a narrative to us and we are so easy to believe it because it makes sense for the character there's stuff in there you can lean into yep right now they're just he's just there (laughs) lucas is lucas is cashing a check yeah he's just there till he gets fired again and i I feel bad (laughs) for him because i feel like he probably sees it coming yeah because i know they promised him a lot when he first returned and i know they were very high on alley and trip but the moment they cast chanel all bets were off Mm -hmm. yeah because I don't, I don't think they expected Allie and Chanel's chemistry to be what it is. I don't think they expected the fan reaction to be what it's been. No. Oh, yeah, for sure. They and, did. like, I was a bigger fan of the first version of Chanel with Allie. I can kind of see these two as friends who may, who happen to maybe blur the line sometimes, but I don't see them as, like, endgame. So I'm waiting for I'm waiting to see that with either of the pairings. I, right now I don't see it with Johnny and Chanel. I don't see it with Allie and Chanel. They're not even trying it with Trip and Allie anymore. So like I'm just kind of like I'm enjoying the characters, but like the story, I don't know where it's gonna go. I'm waiting for something to spark for me. I'm just waiting for that. Yeah, like we like you guys said, it's been halted. So like as soon as they start playing. The different dynamics between like the pairings i think we're gonna feel something but i, I i'm still a childly girl i'm rooting for me them. too i, I want... see the chemistry there yeah like, i think this I chemistry it, is strongest there i saw it in their kiss on the fourth of july that kiss for me was better than the kiss that she had with precious i feel like the thing with Allie and Chanel and, and probably the reason why I'm, I'm rooting for them out of all of the couples is that they're the only ones for me that have like all of the components working because I feel like Johnny and Chanel are really hot and really flirty and really yeah. cute but there's no emotional weight there yeah and, and I yeah. feel like Trip and Allie have a lot of emotional weight but that's all that they have like we don't get and they don't even play it anymore yeah like we don't we don't get heat from them we don't get like we it, it's just they got a lot of feelings this is gonna sound crazy and it's it's something that they won't do on daytime tv but there are elements in each relationship that all kind of like if you mix it all together would make the perfect relationship so i feel like if ali and john like i know ali and john are twins so they can never like fully go there but like they should seriously ali just go all in with trip go all in with with chanel then johnny then have johnny dating chanel too like they should all just be dating each other somebody else suggested that i would hate it or give trip someone else to do (laughs) who (laughs) told you gabby did you just just say gabby (laughs) yes gabby oh my god exactly (laughs) okay i I, I could see it trip out of spite 
I and she could, could she it. could play on his insecurities about Ali and um Chanel. Also, she could also um, oh, bond with him because there. she's been in the same exact situation with Will. It's right there. Just do it's- it. <laughs> Jake's disappointing her right now. It would make complete sense. Like, <laughs> like, especially if Jake ends up going off to jail and like she's left alone. Yep. I could definitely be here for the mess. And it would be messy. It right and it writes itself. It's so easy to do that. All right. So now we get to delve into the many angles of the possession. And my God, was there so much to unpack. So we're going to try to do this piece by piece, but some of the pieces may end up blurring. Um, Marlena has agreed to let Johnny do the movie, much to John and Johnny's shock. Johnny is thrilled, but skeptical. Chanel agrees to play Celeste in his movie and Allie reluctantly signs on to play Sammy. I loved this. I there's one thing Chanel said that sounded like a major anvil. And I kind of think that's a beat they're going to play. But she said, like, Celeste um, could see everything, uh, could see things everyone couldn't. Um, she could see the evil coming to say something like that. Yeah. And I, I kind of think that's how they're going to play Chanel in the possession story somehow. Chanel's already kind of playing it in a yeah, way. Yeah, that's what yeah. she's um it it made so much sense to me that she wanted to play Celeste because she's been banging the drum of this is a bad idea. This is opening since, doors you don't want to open since she heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. She's not like, into it. She's been giving I don't fuck with demon energy since this story started. Yeah. I know I know we wanted like um we wanted Theo to be in the story and I still do uh to be in the story and play the part of like having visions or like being able to predict things but I'm kind of seeing like that's maybe what they're trying to play up with Chanel and she honestly there's a way they could do Chanel and Theo doing it together like Chanel can have the vibe and Theo can literally be there to back her up like yeah your vibe's not off because this is what i'm sensing yeah they could they could have them doing it at the same time especially since this chanel and this theo had better chemistry than the first yes and he did with precious so i would be okay with that damn i'm sorry i'm watching something and I like, <laughs> um that's like one of the reasons i'm kind of glad that theo's coming home i want them to play him with his family because i really really want to see theo johnny and chanel in some scenes yes Yes. i want to see theo in that house just interacting with the damaras again yeah i need some ej theo scenes like immediately yeah yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting to see um to see where this all goes um i like that Allie is kind of reluctant to play sammy like she's gonna do it but she's not thrilled with it did you guys think that the trip energy in that scene was weird like the heat he had towards johnny um i didn't pick I feel like he's that. annoyed with johnny yeah yeah but it, <laughs> i don't really understand why well johnny well, when they first started interacting, he and Johnny got off on the wrong foot because he yeah. was bringing, he threw it in um, Allie's face that her and Chanel had a thing. No, that's true. But I thought, I thought they deaded that issue. And 
they did, but I don't think that means Trip isn't insecure about it. Because, like, I, honestly, of the two, like, of Johnny and Trip, I <sighs> imagine Johnny being the bigger dick in that scene, and it was Trip, and I was like, hmm. This is would, never mind. Let me hush. I was gonna turn into Michael for a second. Because, <laughs> like, I don't know. I just, I just get the feeling that John, like Johnny's, not necessarily fond of Trip or thrilled with Trip. So, like, I feel like he would just kind of make subtle digs at Trip, kind of like he did on that double, the double date that they had. And no, the thing so, is, at, with the double date, I think it was just to making, just to get under Ali's skin. I don't think he really has anything for it. John, for Trip specifically, I think Trip started getting wary of Johnny when Johnny was flippantly bringing up Chanel and Ali's connection. Yeah, so I, I just his attitude in that scene just kind of was like, oh, that they, I wasn't they play, expecting hell, that. They can play into that. Yeah, I think he just does not. I, I think the vibe with Johnny has always been off for him, and so he's just not his favorite person. Yeah, which is because it, Trip seemed really excited at the prospect of Ali not wanting to do this movie. He's like, so you want to be done, right? <laughs> yeah. Which, again, kind of, I, I get, because every time they've brought it up, it's been a problem. Yep. I also love that Johnny knows his grandmother well enough to know that something was off. He thought it was off that she agreed. He thought it was off the way that she was talking to John. Not enough to not do his movie. Like he wants his movie to be made. So he's taking what she said at face value. But part of him knows that something's not right. And I love that he's that close to his grandmother that he can sense that. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting when like the dots start connecting for various people, how they're going to look back and be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And even like in the app segment that they, that um, Albert, Ken, and Deidre did, Albert, Albert, and Ken said we did stuff like fifty or sixty episodes prior. That when all the pieces start coming together and you put it like and you realize it, you're gonna go, oh, that's why they did that. And the fact that this is this is heading into spoiler territory before we segue into the next thing, the fact that she takes John, like, my devil takes John to the Demera crypt. Like, that's where she's going to be holding him. Makes me think that Johnny did unintentionally release the demon when he was fucking around down there before we saw him. Yeah, that would make sense. crypt a new thing? Uh... Like, is Stefano, like, buried down there or something? (laughs) I don't know. I guess we'll see what, we'll see what set it is when we see it. But... I like the fact that um, if it is located in the tunnels, like I think it's going to be, um, that lends credence to my theory that Johnny unintentionally released the devil when he was messing around in the tunnels before we saw him that first time. Because uh-huh. that's always been my theory. Because it was always my theory that the devil got released and jumped into Doug. And then everything happened from there. But we don't exactly know how the devil got released from hell to jump into Doug in the first place. And my theory has always been that Johnny unintentionally did it. When do we get, when is Sammy back? Should be soon because she was on set. She was on set filming Thanksgiving. 
when they were filming Thanksgiving, she was on set there. So she's got to be coming in the next few weeks. So I was going to say, it would have been really, really interesting if we get down to that crypt and there she is. That's kind of what I'm thinking. And people think, I saw a couple different theories on Twitter that they think the devil is behind her kidnapping because when she tried to call Johnny, there was static. There was, there was, static. There was static on the line, just like whenever the devil's been dealing with electronics, there's always been static and stuff, just like when John listened to the recording, which, tape, we'll, yeah. which we'll get to in a minute. But so, yeah, I'm very interested to see exactly where that goes. But I'm really excited to talk about this next part. Um, John is floored. Marlena agreed to this movie, leading to a really epic fight. Marlena is angry and John is confused. This fight was the last push the devil needed. And with one last look at Johnny's script and an epic flashback montage, the devil has now taken full control of Marlena. And holy mother of God, was this so amazing. That montage. That montage in and of itself was amazing, which we will we will give that its due in a moment. I just want to talk about the amazingness that is Drake and Deidre and that fight that they had because oh my god, we don't get to see John and Marlena fighting that often, but when they do, oh boy. Yeah, like I honestly, like regardless of however you feel about the session. It is undeniable that these two are doing amazing work. Like mm-hmm. they, they are putting in some amazing. They are showing you why they are who they are, and, and they have the status that they have. It yeah, amazing. It is amazing. It's so much fun to watch. Like this was giving me, like, epic, like. Roman and Marlena had an epic fight the night that she left before she got taken by Stella and landed into the pit. This was giving me that kind of a vibe because everything she said, now granted, I fully believe it was spurned on by the devil, 100%, because Marlena would never speak this way to John. But everything she said was 100% the truth. And that's the crazy thing. And another thing I love too is like, I remember back when Chad was having a lot of issues with Jake. My main thing was, this is Abby's trauma. If Abby doesn't have a problem with Jake, he shouldn't either. He should be following her lead. And they, in a weird way, brought that back around because Marlena basically said, look, this happened to me. Like, if I'm okay with this, I really don't understand what your issue is. And I just love that they played that beat. And then I love that John's response was, yeah, this happened to you, but I had to watch you go through this. I had to watch you die. I had to fight for your soul and I would do it again. But this happened to the both of us and just, oh, everything they both said was hitting and like now, and oh, that epic montage, because I wasn't expecting that montage. And first of all, this happened on a Monday. Right. Like, and it would have been a cliffhanger Friday had the Beyond Salem insert episode not happened so this was supposed to be a cliffhanger friday and lord that would have been an amazing cliffhanger but that montage and the way they did the devil taking full possession of her was so freaking cool it was so good i I love the way that they're using the flashbacks in this story yeah they're so effective 
like everything for that like the whole the montage the conference room just like the way that they're using the stuff that we've we've already seen but maybe other people haven't yeah. I, yeah, it's, it's as, good. as someone who didn't watch it, it's conveying the weight of what they experienced and what they went through very well. And when, why they're when, also nervous about it. When they showed the part where she was dying, like the part on the bed when they were like trying to bring her back and John was standing there. And then the part they showed the morgue part where like she's laying on the table in the morgue and she's got his hand by, she's got his throat in her hands oh yeah i was screaming like like literally i did not see this montage coming so i'm sitting at my desk working while this montage is playing and my mom's in the next room and you literally hear both of us going oh my god holy shit oh my god holy shit oh my god holy shit back and forth for like the next five minutes and i was so glad that they replayed this again on tuesday because it was so good and just the way they did the effect and like with the wind blowing and her laughing and just and then we segue right into from that we go right into uh when when john sees marlena wearing sunglasses inside he gets majorly <laughs> suspicious yeah. and demands to see her eyes mar devil shows him they are normal the devil is stronger this time and can change his eyes as needed i loved this so 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 much yeah, I think the glasses was the tipping point because I think that tipped John over from, okay, maybe she's just, you know, maybe this is, just has her unsettled and she's acting out of character to, ah, nah, fam, some something right here. Some definitely is going on here because he even brought it up with Abe. Yeah. Um, it's like, we yeah. all know what was going on the last time she was in those glasses. So, like, that was... I and I don't, I don't think Abe is going to realize, I don't think Abe is going to remember the conversation here I with John because, yeah. because I think he, I think a majority of what happened that day is probably going to be blocked on his memory because of the trauma. And probably maybe more devil making sure he doesn't remember. So, <laughs> so it's going to be very interesting, like, because Abe's not going to have any memories of that day john is going to be removed from the equation like the path for her to rain hell over the next couple months is literally getting clearer and clearer by the day yep doug's in bayview eli's going to be distracted which is why she's going to detonate the secret because eli's already asking way too many questions right yeah. <laughs> eli eli is a problem he's he's become a problem so i told you guys he's suspicious like i had the feeling early on eli's very suspicious like i felt it the moment doug insisted on him staying i was like yeah he's gonna gonna keep staying on moral devil's case and yeah he made himself a problem that needs to be solved yep and I love, like, EY and Julie go to Bayview. Like, I love that they're trying to force their way in to see Doug. And it almost worked. And then Mar Devil shows up. And then Eli's like, I'm not scared of you. I'll use my badge. Now, I have to ask him a question about a crime. Get the hell out of my way. If Rafe didn't call him about what happened to Abe, Eli was going he to was bulldoze going his way. There, yeah. 
Eli was going to bulldoze his way into into that room. Like, I'm pretty sure he would have forcibly removed Marlena if he had to. So then once Eli gets removed, like, Eli goes to deal with the Abe of it all. Like, that leaves Julie and, and Mardevil in the room alone. And just the entire vibe of that scene was so creepy. Baby, I... Yeah. There were a couple times I thought that we were about to get some senior smackdown because <laughs> I mean, a thousand percent done I, I, she, 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 morbid, but I thought she was gonna drown her in the holy water yeah that was her plan that was the plan that was the right 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 but I legit was, thought she would actually get a chance to try before <laughs> no when uh <laughs> When she was like, well, we're going to the hospital, I'm going to go to the hospital. And Mardevil was like, for what? <laughs> Aren't you going to be in the way? Right? And like, like, excuse I, me? I literally felt so bad for Julie. She's like, well, I'm going to take major offense to that because what are you talking about? And like, oh, like I actually felt for Julie. Like, oh, this is all just so uncomfortable. And like, we knew they were going to have a confrontation in this in the church. We saw that from the spoiler pictures. I did not think that Marla- Mardevil was going to lure her to the church and give her a ride to the church. <laughs> like, when, when that happened, I was like, okay. And then, like, this kind of takes us into our last little bit here, because we kind of discussed the Eli Julie stuff. Um, but John can feel in his bones that something isn't right. He vers- he voices his concerns about Marlena being possessed again to Abe, which we already just talked about. Uh, Abe tries to ease his fears. After their convo, he goes to Marlena's office and listens to Marlena's session with Doug. All he can hear is her side of it, but he knows something is off. Kayla comes in and is a massive hypocrite talking about HIPAA violations. Before the convo can continue, they get the call about Abe. And then Eli tells John that Marlena and Julie were together so John takes off like a shot goes to the church and gets Julie the hell out of there and then confronts the devil the devil confirms he has again possessed his wife and we are about to have an epic smackdown on Monday where do we even begin there's a lot of t- a lot to unpack oh lord yeah it's it's a lot happening but I'm enjoying <laughs> it, it keep, it's keeping me on my toes because I was just scared when Julie left with Mardevil like I didn't know like how are they going to make it to church if like if I hadn't seen the promo yeah I, I would have been worried are they actually going to make it to the church what is she going to do to her in the car like it's it's scary like you're you're basically walking around with a killer <laughs> like it's just that's what it feels like we're waiting for her to go off and we're just, I'm just nervous about what's going to happen when she finally does. I do like that, like, Marjevel tied in, like, it all ties together. But I did like the conversation about how Carver and Jules were baptized there. And she was like, oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm going to drown her where her great grandbabies were. Um, <laughs> were yeah. Like, so, that is so evil. <laughs> And like, right. there, there, there are so many <laughs> iconic moments that happened in St. Luke's during the first possession. Yeah. Like, Julie is essentially the Kristen of this story in this particular instance, only she's not stripping Julie naked and tying her to the altar and painting a pentagram on her back. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but the St. Luke's of it all was the final piece of the puzzle for John. 
yeah he, like he took off like a shot and i love that they're ha- like they're doing this confrontation in st luke's which is going to be a call a callback to the original confrontation that they had um it's just there's so much history there and it, it was subtle but there was something like i love how uncomfortable she was in the church my devil i mean like yeah. you could see her being repelled by the holy water but she was drawn to the flames of the candles she i was laughing when she was smirking right behind you uh, right next to <laughs> <She> was praying <laughs> it was the faces like literally but i love the fact that john can pinpoint the exact moment that something yeah. started going wrong with marlena like he knows down to the minute when she started acting weird, I love that he listened to the tape. I love that he can tell just based on her side of the conversation that it isn't Doug that she was talking to, that somebody else was there. Like the wheels started turning. And I'm pretty sure he would have jumped all the way to the possession of Kayla if Kayla's hypocritical ass hadn't walked her way into that room. I really appreciate it. Considering the fact that he, he has been through this once, I really appreciate how fast he found out because yeah. I know it's going to take, like, I'm still watching the position, obviously, the first one. And it's, I know it's going to take a while for John to figure that out. But in yeah. this one, it goes like it happened really fast. And I appreciate that. Yeah, and Ron said that it had to because their dynamics were so different this time. Yeah. The fact that he'd lived through it once before, plus the fact that they're married and they live together, there was no way they could give yeah. John the dunce cap this time. There was no way. Yeah, and their strong connection, like the devil really had to fight Marlena and John for like him to... Like, that was the entire reason that that fight even happened, was to put a little distance between them which gave him the last push he needed to get all the way in yeah the thing is they're really taking getting quote unquote getting rid of all of the people that would know immediately sammy's not there abe is gonna be in a coma bell and sean have been gone gone which they'll be back next week but it's they're back in time for halloween yeah so we don't we don't have to deal with veteran characters playing dumb and you're basically getting them out of the way to tell this story in a smart way and so when even they finally like, do come back we'll enjoy it much more and even the new characters like ali chanel and johnny are going to be made aware that the devil is roaming around salem on friday whether or not they realize the devil is back in marlena i don't know but they're at least going to be made aware that the devil exists mm-hmm. So you think that's that's, they're gonna find out through the Ouija board? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yeah, there's literally demons. There's there's literally there's literally a spoiler that says on on the eve of Halloween, Allie, Johnny, and Chanel learn the devil is in Salem. Speaking of spoilers, I know this is kind of a, a random tangent. I cannot wait for Belle to see her mom. In the devil costume. <laughs> Hilarious. We saw the so picture of her holding the devil's pitchfork, which seemed like, because remember, yeah, so far, no context, just, it was yeah. weird. But now that we know it's Halloween, and the fact that she chooses to dress as the devil on Halloween is just hilarious. Like, I'm so ready for it. I'm so ready for it. Like, can you just picture her in like a red blazer with devil ears? <laughs> <laughs> It's 
like a red, like a red bedazzled blazer with a matching red pants. I can't wait. It's gonna be so much fun. Mardevil is just giving me life. Mm -hmm. He's giving the entire show life. Yes, this story really has. But I'm I'm enjoying the umbrella aspect of it too. Whenever they tell an umbrella story, it typically does does the show well like it typically brings everything together even things that we're not enjoying it just so happens that this happens to be one of the most iconic stories they've ever told so it's easy to bring the show together and like you know shout out to days this is what happens when you don't you know kill off your veteran characters all (laughs) willy-nilly you have look at you general hospital you hey you have history you you have history to pull from and it's organic you don't have to twist yourself into a pretzel trying to you know connect dots and find things that work you know find a way to make it work it just works because all of the pieces are already on the board the story is literally writing itself yeah they they did not have to do much to make this work because everything that they needed was already in play and the actors are having a blast like Deidre is having the time of her life and you can see it she loves to be bad like you can just tell all across the board like (laughs) I know that Billy Flynn has that Drake Hall impersonation on his phone <laughs> somewhere? Yeah, oh, he does. Didn't they do hilarious. like an impersonation app segment? And he and like they had, I know they did one for Rolf, and I feel like they also did one for John Black. And I feel like Billy did a very good John Black even then because this was like right around the time the app first launched. I think I remember that. I just don't remember him on it, but I do remember them doing impressions of somebody. It was so like it. It's just all so much fun. Like Jack Hayes reaction, like Chanel being in the back with her commentary every time something weird gets revealed. Like it's yeah. it's just it's fun. This is putting this is giving me like a lot of joy. I know that sounds weird because we're talking about the devil, but it's like <laughs> it's it's giving me a lot of joy to watch. It's just it's. It's, it's got to be weird for like it's got to be cool for the younger set too because like their parents probably watched the story. I know Victoria's mom did because she she learned to speak English watching Days. Bo and Hope were her favorite couple. So could you imagine like you're now getting to take part in a story that your parent like an iconic story that your parents actually like watched? Like that's got to be such a trip for like the cast to be able to yeah. take part in a story that they've probably heard about. Yeah, but now they get, but now it like they get to put their own spin on it. Like it's so freaking cool. Yeah, and like it just it's given this whole the whole show a new energy. Like it's just, I literally every single day cannot wait to see what happens when I know it's going to be a devil day. It's yeah, it it is a lot of just it's a lot of fun and it's like it it's just it's working. And I know that a lot of people were hesitant 
to have the story run back because it is so iconic but i i feel like the way that they're doing it really works it's got there- enough of the history that if you watched it the first time you can pick out things and be like oh i remember this and oh i remember that and oh mm-hmm. my god yes but if you didn't watch it you're not lost exactly and like you you can see little things and, and little subtle callbacks that they're trying to make if you watch the story but you don't necessarily need those to fully enjoy the story because like my mom went back and watched the devil possession story like once once we knew we were headed here and once we kind of kicked off and like I started making the comparison to Doug and Father Francis and I was doing it a lot and she was kind of confused because she wasn't like she didn't fully remember everything about the original possession so I set her up with the storyline and she got through it all in like a week damn yeah she she binged the whole thing in like a week and she loved it and now that she's seen it she can really also like pick out the the moments and see the little historical egg you know the little the little easter eggs that are being left for us and it's kind of cool yeah and it's only going to get cooler from here because like next week i think we have another like four days of possession related stuff and like this is just going to be so much fun but i think that's pretty much everything uh in terms of the weekly recap did we miss anything yeah i don't think so think so i don't think so either so now we can kind of head into our segments uh the good the bad and the ugly dylan why don't you kick us off okay um my good is everything deidre and drake it was amazing like the whole not just the john and marlena stuff but the john and mar devil stuff was really good too like you can tell their dynamics are different yes yes it just it was so good all of that was just great and i loving me some justin and xander i i need more of that in my life i i need them to keep going with that paul and wally work so well together and it just it's a relationship that makes sense because they are family so I, I would like to see more of that. And also the Victor and Melinda scenes were really good for me too. I feel like those are two characters that we don't get to see a lot, but when we do get to see them, they do what needs to be done. Yes. I appreciated that. And also like just all of the Alani family stuff, all of that like hit for me. So that was great. Um, my bad is... Just the complete and total lack of self-awareness from Gabby. Like I I like Gabby. I do. But sis, this this is all y'all's fault. Like this L belongs to you and your man. Yeah. Hold, hold your L. This this big ball of suck got rolling because y'all wouldn't just sit there and eat your food. This is all on y'all. I I did not like the dodging of accountability like neo in the matrix dodging bullets that was not cool and my ugly is the way that trip and Allie seem to have just lost all of their momentum and stalled like they're too new and they're too young to feel this tired already i i i don't know how they fix that but they need to do something because it's they're, they're down bad and it's not good 
at all. So that's my good, bad, and ugly. Nick, how about you? My good was um, Deidre Hall's performance. Um, I was watching a scene and it was so subtle, but you could tell the difference between Mar Devil and Marlena. Like Marlena stands a certain way. Her posture is very specific to the character. Mar Devil was standing in a way like it, you could tell it was a different person. And that was weird. And it was weird to watch, but it was enjoying to watch because you don't get to see things like this from her often. But she's so she's so in tune with her character that when it comes time for her to step outside of her character, it's really fun to watch. Like we see it with, we saw it with Hattie a few years ago. It's just fun to see her play something different because she's so particular about how she presents Marlena that when she steps out of it, it's obvious, but it's also, it also makes sense why it works and why other characters wouldn't immediately pick up on the differences. So she's really good. I'm enjoying her. Um, the pacing and for the show overall, I enjoyed the week and I can't the entire week. And that doesn't happen as often as it should. But even stories I didn't, I wasn't really caring for, I'm enjoying the Bonnie, Justin, Gwen, Xander, jail stuff, Melinda and uh, Victor um, battling it out. The Mardevil stuff, Eli and Lonnie and Paulina and Abe, Jake being an idiot. Like it was, <laughs> it all, it all, it all flowed worked. so well. It felt like a soap and so much was happening and it was just fun to watch. Um, my bad was Jake being stupid. I refuse to believe that Vivian Alamein and Stefano Demera created someone this dumb. I need a DNA test. There's something off. Maybe he has another father. I don't know, but something's not making sense. And it was, um, I'm echoing Dylan's sentiment about Trip and Alley. Why just stop writing from this? It's weird that you have, because I noticed it a few weeks ago. It's, you just, just completely stopped. It's weird. And it's, and it, it's more glaring because just about everything else is intertwined or under the Mar Devil umbrella, except their relationship. And it could be because it's easy, but you just, they're just kind of there. He's just kind of there. Give him something to do. Make us care or get rid of him. <laughs> was that your bad or was that your ugly? That was my ugly. Okay. All right. What about you? Well, um, for my good, I have to agree the pacing is much better. And I, I agree that it's a good umbrella story as well. Um, the few, few scenes, I really enjoy this week, but there's a few scenes that I really loved and I loved seeing Kate interact with her children and being like the, her being Brendan character. That was good. Um, of course I enjoyed Ilani's sexy scenes at home. Um, I also, oh my God, this was so unexpected, but I loved seeing it. But uh, the scene with um, John and Lonnie, honey, that was just, that was so heartwarming because I love these characters. I love Abe. I love John. I love their families and just seeing like Lonnie interact with John. That was so, 
That was so good. It was so hard for me. I, lo I loved it. For my, I think that was everything I had for my good. My, yeah, I just enjoy the main stories for those characters um, a lot. Uh, but for my bad, you guys have already picked one of my bad. Uh, you, you've mentioned Jake. So I'm going to mention um, Gabby and Sierra. These scenes were, uh, like I said, it, it made sense in theory, but it just played really weird. Like these characters have, haven't interacted in a year, I would say. Year and a half. Yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense also because Sierra, quote unquote, died. Uh, but still, it's like, it's so random. It could work, but the way they did this just played really weird. And Sierra was screaming and like, I'm like, what? Uh, no, no. Yeah. It didn't work for me because all I saw was two airheads talking and it just didn't click. But it could have been good had they built this more in the past. Um, the ugly Bonnie screaming and hollering like, no, no, no. What, what is her purpose anymore? Like to get it, Judy a paycheck? I guess, but like she she went through three different accents in that scene alone. <laughs> what the <f> <laughs> Now, yeah, I did notice that. I do like, like her and Justin now, but yeah, she was doing a bit much in those scenes. It was like, what? I Listen, she's Mimi's mom. I love Mimi. So I love the messy dynamic. So in association, I like Bonnie sometimes. But like, I just don't get the purpose of this character right now. I don't hate her. That's the thing. But I just, Why? Yeah, that was just too much. Like, no, please find something to do with her. But yeah, those were my good and bad and ugly for this week. Um, my good is going to be that montage and the way that they that. showed that they showed uh, the devil taking full possession of Marlena. Like, I am a day's history nerd. I love it. So anytime we actually get actual uses of history makes my little nerd heart so happy. And honestly, like this was so, so good. Like all of the moments were set, all the big moments. You had her burning the church. You had the fight with John. You had the levitating. And it was really cool because they did it kind of in a way similar to how they did it with when Sierra got her memories back, just minus all the weird filters. And so it was kind of like Marlena officially remembering everything she did while she was possessed. And then the devil just getting to take full control. So just the way they did it was so cool. And like, I could literally watch that montage 1000 times and be completely happy. Um, my bad was Gabby because she is not taking responsibility in her part in all of this because she tried to play the victim in those scenes with Sierra. And yeah, Philip is coming after you, but you neglected to tell her that the whole reason he's coming after you is because you decided you wanted to take Titan for yourself. And you neglected to say that the, you know, and the only reason that Philip even went to Ava to get info on Jake and the only reason that Ava is even willing to 
give the info on Jake is because you were a massive bitch for no damn reason. So own it. Admit your part in all of this. Because you know what? When you're bad and you don't care and you take your you know, you take ownership of the things that you did, but you just don't care. I actually like her better as a character that way. But this whole trying to shirk responsibility and trying to play the victim, no, does not work, has never worked. And my ugly for me is Kayla the hypocrite. Um, I'm sorry, you do not get to wax poetic about HIPAA, yelling and screaming about how John is violating HIPAA, and then do it yourself in the same damn scene when you literally violate HIPAA damn near every time you air, you have no room to talk about anybody else's HIPAA violations. So kindly shut up, please and thank you. And that is it for Good, Bad, and Ugly. Now we move on to Watching It Wrong. I think I'm going to kick this one off. My Watching It Wrong is more of a tweeting it wrong. And this goes out to the um, official show Twitter when they tweeted the promo for this week. Oh, yeah. Yes. All hell broke I think we might all have the same one. Um, because I'm sorry. Like, you put Abe and Paulina's wedding in the big fall promo. None of which has aired yet. So clearly we know he's going to survive. So what the hell are you doing using the term Abe passes on? He's not fucking dying. We know he's not fucking dying. What the hell were you thinking? And everybody in my mentions this ever since the promo dropped have been like, oh my God, is Abe dying? And I'm like, no, are y'all stupid? Like his wedding hasn't even aired yet. Then, then I see the official tweet from the days tag and I'm like, oh, no wonder why people are freaking the fuck out. Y'all are those stupid ones. Like, no, can you just, can you not do this? Can you not freak people out unnecessarily? Like, they could have at least put Abe moves on and played on it that way. But like, well, is Abe going to move on? Like, <laughs> make it a question, not a statement. Like, <laughs> I was like, why are people so upset? What's going on? <laughs> I just is like, I mean, people were saying that people on Facebook were complaining, but for Facebook is the upside down. So I, that didn't bother me. But then I saw the tweet and then I saw people on Twitter freaking out. And I'm like, well, hell, y'all are just making it worse. Yeah, that was a bad choice. The thing is, I wonder, I wonder if the person who tweeted it thought that, that, was, that that's what was happening. Well, I assume it's the same intern who runs the account when you See, this is why communication is key. Maybe, maybe they don't watch the show. <laughs> I told you no communication is vibes. <laughs> Listen, I just, it, that whole thing just irked me because people, people tend to lack common sense on the internet, generally speaking, and it's annoying. But when you feed into that by phrasing things poorly, just why? Just why. Y'all chose violence for absolutely no damn reason. <laughs> Maybe they were trying to get people to watch. I don't know. <laughs> like, when, when James had to put out a tweet that's like, yeah, I'm not Maybe going anywhere. Because <laughs> Maybe it's because Kayla pronounces him dead. Oh. In the promo, she said, like, we've lost him or something like that. Or, no, I know she said we're losing him. We're losing him. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, but all of that just added up to Chaos, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Dylan, this... I think you're watching it wrong is the same as mine. 
Well, mine kind of touches on the same thing. I, I'm pretty sure. I think all, all of a, all of ours. Promo. I think it's all going to be centered around the promo. But mine is also a, uh, you're tweeting it wrong. Listen here. Hmm. I'm trying to be generous. I understand that sometimes when you're into, you know, certain fandoms, you get into a, a bubble or a, a corner of fandom and that's where you stay and that's where, you know, your perceptions are filtered through from. I get it. I, I, I do that with certain fandoms myself. However, occasionally it would be good to, you know, take a wander around the rest of the fandom so that you understand other conversations that are happening and other points of view. Because what you cannot do is ever in your life flex your Twitter fingers to type out that people are pretending to care about Ooh. Abe as a character mm-hmm. or James getting his things as a performer. It is insulting. It is false. And it's giving, I don't get out of my shipper bubble or take off my shipper goggles long enough to see the rest of the fandom or interact with the rest of the fandom. Because we literally just went through this. The vast majority of the discourse surrounding Abe not being Lonnie's father was people being upset and pissed off and annoyed over what it would do to Abe as a character, the Carver legacy, the Carver family, and what it would mean for him to lose his only child that is consistently on screen and his grandchildren, and once again, not be getting the equity of his peers. We literally just had that whole fucking conversation. So then to act as if people have not gone in depth and gone on record showing their care and their concern and their investment in Abe and his legacy and his character. You're just being loud and wrong on the internet and you need to stop it. And it's just, you have not been paying attention and maybe you don't care. But to say everybody's faking it, faking outrage or pretending to care or whatever, you know, it's like Jay-Z said, y'all can kiss my whole asshole because we have gone deep into that. We have receipts. We've done it on this podcast. Like, honestly, truly, y'all suck my daddy's dick from the back once again. And, And like, you know who you are. You know where you were from. I'm, I'm not. Yeah. Honestly, truly, fuck y'all. Honestly. Nick, how, Nick, how about you? My sentiment's exactly, Dylan. Um, you said everything I was going to say about that. But because you chose that, I'm going to choose something else. It's about the promo, but it's a different take. Um, when... We all have been watching soaps long enough to know when a show will put something or someone popular in a promo to spike ratings. It's not new. It's not like Sin being in that promo, they didn't need to be, in my opinion, because they're not going to be the biggest story next week. It's going to be 
James Reynolds anniversary and Mardevil. Regardless of how you feel about Ben and Sierra, they're not going to be the big deals next week. It's that simple. Own it. Just say, yeah, my faves are popular enough that they want to put them in the promoter spike ratings. Own that shit. But don't sit here and act like that's not what's happening because we're, we're all watching the same show. Right now, everything is Mardevil. And they're taking every some promo time out. except this one has been Mardevil. Yeah, and they're taking some time out from Mardevil to celebrate a character that has a 40-year legacy on this show. If they happen to put Sin in the promo to get this drum up interest and get people to watch, fine, but own that. Don't I did. act like don't act like this is new. We, we're not stupid. We're all watching the same thing. I'm done. Because I always say sin gets people talking, whether you like them, whether you hate them. They, they get people talking. They bring in the traffic. They bring in the clicks. And that's why they're always in the promos. Because no matter what happens. I mean, that's, pr- they're talked about because the fans, the reactions are like the sim fans' reactions are always really strong. When it's Y'all was not. straight up trash this week. Yeah. I'm, you know what? I'm just, I'm. I'm done. I was trying to be nice and not like call out what it was, but that's what it was. Y'all were on that bird app showing your complete asses this week. And I don't ever want to hear again. Well, if you don't like them, why do you care what we do? Because this is what the fuck y'all did. Because it like people bring up valid points. This is not my watching it wrong. I have one. But people bring up valid points of why Abe and James should have had the whole promo. But it's made about, oh, you're a hater of sin. No, it's about him having a promo for being on this show for 40 years. How hard is that logic? Like, it's not hard to understand, but it's made to something it is not. And that's why people claim oh you talk about them of course we're going to talk about everything on this show we watch the show we're not clip watchers we're show fans so of course we're going to talk about everything like people oh yeah just pretend like him i wishful casted cicely fucking tyson as his mother three years ago even know you did that (laughs) i forgot i did it but like like i've gone there are loads of threads on my timeline about what they should be doing for the carvers so don't sit there and act like because you're choosing to ignore the rest of the show that everybody else is doing the same thing Mm -hmm. you are i mean like i said the entire discourse around undoing lonnie's paternity Mm -hmm. was people being upset on abe's behalf i don't know how the fuck you missed it but if you did pop your head out of your little shipper bubble every once in a while and look at the rest of the conversations that are going on and the the way that people are talking about the rest of the show and you won't get on this bird app and make a whole ass out of yourself. Now, Ari, what's your watching it wrong? Because you said it's not this, right? It's not this, but it's tied to the, the story. Hey. <sighs> This tweet is so freaking dumb. But someone tweeted, I can see right now Julie, Eli, Lonnie, Paulina, Rafe, and others blaming Jake. But I can take it. <laughs> Who the fuck else? 
<laughs> oh my god, I think I saw that tweet. Who else? Oh, I think... <laughs> like Jake, let's let's just break this. Wait, scene hold down. on, hold on, hold on, hold on one second. Is it Jake or is it Gabby? Because it feels like this was Gabby's idea. It's both of their faults, just... but like Jake was in the scene where when it happened. So let's just break it down. Jake and Gabby went after Philip. Philip fought fought back, and then Jake brought in Carmine. They had this a stupid. This it was stupid, but he went after him, and he brought a gun with him. Carmine stole the gun, and he shot Abe. Like. But had it not been for Jake and Gabby, this would have never happened. Of course they're going to blame Jake. Like, how? And then people say, like, Lonnie can't say anything because, like, what happened to Stefan? And I'm like... One has nothing to do with the other. Exactly. Those scenarios are completely different. And... Stefano, Stefano, Stefan jumped in to play Captain Sage, a Hulk, or in this, or in this case, you got a mother. It right. <laughs> like, can we stop? Vivian has had her whole face. I mean, true. But still, like, he jumped in and played Superman. So, like, we can blame Jake, Jake, and we're gonna blame Jake because it's his fault. Like how literally Jake, Jake and Gabby literally woke up and decided they wanted to be Titan CEOs. I don't know why the fuck for, but they did. And that decision is the first domino that led unto all of this. So yes, you can love Jake. You can love Gabby. You can love them together, but they still have a giant L they have to hold between yeah, the two like, of them that has a blood on it. Yeah, like when There's your faves a- are involved in some fuck shit, it's okay to let them hold that L. Really? When yeah. When what? Lonnie let Kristen out of jail, I wanted Lonnie <laughs> to give birth in prison. Like, just like, <laughs> we started a hashtag for it. Like, it's okay to let them. And the thing is, I enjoyed Jake this week. He was an idiot, but I was thoroughly entertained by his idiocy. So just own it. Like, it's it's okay. But I mean, like, I love Justin, but he's exactly where he needs to be. Yep. Yeah, he, he, he was up. being dumb. Xander <laughs> <laughs> and Gwen fucked up, and and listen, and I I love Ben and Sierra, but when they fuck up and make mistakes, I call it out too. When he in, when he was gonna inject Sierra with that memory serum, I said, "Whoa, dude, what the fuck are you doing?" When she was gonna set up Claire by pretending to sleep with Trip and like what like having her walk in on them, I called bullshit on that. Like, there's you can you can call your faves out and still love them yeah like that's the fun of it and also one thing the justin and xander's conversation about xander being family regardless just goes back to why gabby and jake are so dumb like they were victor would crawl on broken glass to beg xander to come back to run titan if he had to fire philip before he would ever ever consider Vivian Alamein's child and Gabby Hernandez running that company. I'm going to say it. Gabby has the wrong body parts to be CEO in Victor's mind. There, there, are, not, there are not many women that Victor would, would want running his company. And I think literally the only two are probably Kate and Sierra. Um, I also saw a following tweet like if they blame Jay, Gabby better get in Lonnie's face. She, she cannot get in Lonnie's face about this. 
Nope. And if Gabby yeah. tries to get in Lonnie's face, Lonnie should eat her alive. Because regardless of what happened, Lonnie's father is laying on the operating table near death because of their bullshit. So Gabby can get the fuck out of her face. I hope Eli cusses her out if she tries it. I really do. Because I think Lamont would have the energy reserve. <laughs> I, hope, I hope Gabby has learned not to do that because she tried it when when Julie had a heart attack and she was there when nobody wanted her to be and Sierra sent her packing. I hope to God she has learned to read the room and just stays the fuck away. It would be nice, but I don't see that happening. And thing is, I, I don't have a problem with them playing those beats if it's written well. Like for if if Gabby says Gabby anything Lonnie sideways, has- Lonnie needs to slap the shit out of her. Truly, straight up. And if Lonnie doesn't, Paulina will. Like it's just it's it's ways to play ugly history if it's played right, and if it's not, then don't play it. I think as soon as Ilani get the full picture, because like after talking with Philip. I think they're going to be like, aha, uh-huh, okay, it all leads back to Jake. Like to Gabby and Jake. Gabe. Yeah. Uh-huh. Gabby. I said Gabe. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to tie back to them, and I think it, as soon as they find out the truth, I don't think they will go after them, but like that, but at least they will know the truth. Yeah, but yeah. It, anyway, back to the watching wrong day. We can blame Jake, and we're gonna blame Jake, and the characters should too. I think Jake and blames himself, which is why he confesses all to Rafe. Yeah. So what are you? What are you gonna he do when your fave, What are you gonna do when your fave is literally feeling guilty? Like honestly, <laughs> don't blame <Yeah>. yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's my watching as well. And I think that brings us to a close on this week's episode uh keep an eye out on twitter and maybe michael will share his read of the week if he has one other than that does anybody else have any final thoughts um kayla brady needs to lose her medical license that's about it (laughs) (laughs) i concur and on that lovely note we will see y'all next week bye Bye. Just telling everybody damn business. It don't make no sense.